<laughs> Braylon Edwards here with Stick Stickson, filling in for Ryan Armani. Ryan won't be here today. Buddy, we will see you tomorrow. Feel better, Ryan. Definitely miss you. Oh, my God. Mad Stafford. Uh, we're going to talk about him a uh, little bit today. We're going to talk uh, about think? another guy named Joe Burrow a little bit today. Ooh, we mentioned cool. a guy named Kate Cunningham a little bit today. What a triple-double last night. But, I mean, topic A, B, C, and D is yeah. NFL football. Yeah. And, my goodness, the last two weeks have been – Nothing but a gift from the NFL gods. I oh, mean, last man. week's playoffs, this week's playoffs, I didn't think could match last yeah. week's playoffs, and yesterday, two great games. Maz, let me ask you this question. When's the last time you've seen six games in a row, two back-to-back weekends that were all A-plus games? Never. I mean, I've been watching football for 52 years. I've never seen a season like this season. It's been phenomenal, and the playoffs have been great. The wild card, not so great, yeah. but the last – bunch of games just amazing and i think we're going to get a great super bowl too it's going to be an interesting super bowl yeah. we know that that that's that's definitely there i mean the cincinnati Bengals, and i think we can get into this conversation a little bit later on but when i look at the cincinnati Bengals, worst to first worst to super bowl not even worst to first and then get yeah. bounced from the playoffs worst to super bowl yeah. and then you get matthew stafford in the super bowl it hurts both ways as a Lions yeah, fan. It it's yeah, like, it well, wait, that's what we could be, and that's what we could have been. But that's why everybody was so mad at Stafford, because that's what they expected. You know, obviously there's a lot of other things that were negligent involved in the front office. It's about consistency at the end of the day. It's about being in the same room. Stafford had how many coaches, how many offensive right. coordinators. You can never get into a rhythm with that. As soon as he walked out there to L.A., and yeah, we talked about it, and a lot of people, I owe him an apology as well in terms of talking about the Seth Wickersham interview and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as he walked into that Rams organization, as soon as he walked into the building, it just felt more relaxed. Sean McVay, his coaching staff, they have been in place for some time. They have a situation like that. It was comfortable. It was more easy versus is every year what I got to do. Who's going to be offense coordinator? Right. Who's going to be my quarterback's coach? Who's going to be the head coach? So, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he went and went into a system that was already fully functioning. Yeah. Like, he really didn't have to go in there and lift the team to anything. Yeah. He just had to go in there and not drop the ball. And he's Literally. done that. And then when, when times have showed up for him to take the team over the top and take them to that next level, he did it. I, I wasn't too impressed with the win against Arizona, right? I felt right. like anybody could have quarterbacked the Rams during that win, yeah. and it would have been fine. Now, coming back against the GOAT with 42 seconds left, you got to give him his flowers for that. And I quote, I snatched their soul. And it went to a dark place. He did. I, 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 I don't think we've ever seen him go to that dark place. I was just going to say Never. that. Like, we heard about dagger time yeah. and stuff like he that. He was very Disney. He, yeah. And, he was very Disney. He went to Showtime for that game. Yeah, and you yeah. see, like, the Staffords are almost completely different people now that they're in L.A. You know, like, yeah. Matthew Stafford has that, like you said, he goes to that dark place. Kelly Stafford's on, like, all these television shows in L.A. and stuff. Yeah. They were never out and about and so spoken to the press and everything here. Maybe because the press kind of beat them up a little bit. Very true. But Very true. it's a honeymoon period out there, and they're enjoying the hell out of it. They're enjoying the hell of it. But rightfully so, though. You know, one thing you got to do, and shout out to Adam Bay Doon. You did a hell of a job. <laughs> hell of a job with the dancers, the hookahs, the goat, the goat mask. Adam Bay Doon called this from the jump. It's just so interesting the way in which this playoff run is happening for Stafford. And even if you include the season, you know, they won the NFC West. If you include the playoff run, he beats a, a pedestrian Cardinals that are falling apart. Doesn't do much. 13-17, you know, doesn't do much. Gets a win. Second game, snatches the soul on that play to Cooper Cup at the end of the game. You know, they get that win against the GOAT. They advance to the NFC Championship. They could have whooped 
They could have whooped the 49ers and you would have been like, all right, well, you know, that's Jimmy Garoppolo and blah, blah, blah. The fact that they got down, the fact that they needed Stafford to be Stafford, like some of those throws that he was making in the third quarter, especially the fourth quarter, one where Odell got uh, hit in the, the personal foul, Cooper Cup on the right sideline, like he legitimately was trying to show everybody, I am going to show you today beyond shadow of a doubt. Everything I said in that Seth Wickersham interview, I meant, I wanted moments, I wanted to prove who I was, and God damn it, he did it. Hey, both teams were down. 18 points, the Bengals were down, they come back, biggest playoff comeback, and then 13 unanswered points by the Rams to close out the Niners, and then a great defensive stand. They made Jimmy Garoppolo have to beat them because they took the runaway from the 49ers, and, it, and of course it worked. Yeah. I, I want to talk about, like, I, mean, I guess we'll get into the Chiefs and the Bengals, but the first thing I have to say is, Shame on Andy Reid. Ooh. Shame on Andy Reid at the end of the half, and I say it because of this. That play that they ran to Tyreek Hill, the shuffle pass, et cetera, et cetera, that's not the play you run in a situation like that. Five seconds, you have a chance to take a shot to the end zone. Travis Kelsey, spread him off far, get him matched up on a linebacker or a safety, quick shot, boom, boom, doesn't work. You legitimately run a shuffle screen or that little shuffle pass. That's not the type of play you run. You legitimately at least need a three because it's all about mentality, Maz. And I apologize for the text yesterday, but I'm explaining <laughs> it from a, having been in an NFL type situation. It's a mental thing. So if you get three points there, right, now it's 24-11. You're like, cool, we got three. We drove down there. We're still in control. Oh, by the way. We get the ball. So now you're still playing confident. You're still playing comfortable, and you still trust the game plan. You're trusting the process. You go all the way down there. You don't get any points out of that. What it does is it messes up your mental because you go into the locker room dep uh, depressed. In the AFC Championship in 2009, the 2009 season, uh, we played. I was with the Jets. We played against the Colts. We were winning at halftime, but right before the half, we got an interception. And they and Brian Schottenheimer, I can't stand Brian Schottenheimer, <laughs> played for a field goal. Played for a field goal. Guess what happened? Stick missed the field goal. Yep. Jay Feely missed the field goal. Jay never misses inside the 40. Misses the field goal. And Peyton, aka the sheriff, 30 seconds, he goes down there and scores a touchdown, throws it to Austin Collie. So even though we were up four at the half and we got the ball back, we were dejected. Thanks for reminding me. We were – I mean, I was I, on the I, team. I'll like, never forget that. I remember looking into the eyes of certain individuals, I won't say any names, and you could just see that they, they were acting as if we had lost or we were losing. That's the same thing. You don't get that touch. You don't get any points on that. That's a dejection-type situation. And that mental, they never really responded after that play. The Bengals had not stopped them yeah. up to that point. They literally stopped themselves yeah. when they did not score. And I knew. I said, all right, five seconds? They'll still score a touchdown here. Exactly. And I'm like, if they're going to take a quick three, four seconds, that's it. If no one's open, it, it throws it away, here comes the field goal. But they, they did that shuffle pass, yeah. and, and it blew up in their face. Yeah, sometimes I feel like these coaches just get ahead of themselves, and they start outthinking themselves. And honestly, I think this year in the NFL – has really taken the analytics and proven that analytics can be very wrong yeah. in a lot of situations. Like, yeah, that may have been by the book. You can go for it on fourth down there. But 
I, I'm with you. Whenever I'm playing uh, anything, I want to keep the pressure on my opponents. And the only thing that you can do is keep piling on points, especially when you're up. Yeah. So I understand if you're chasing points to try to go for it and get the touchdown there. But when you're up, you kick the field goal. You go up 13. Okay, that's not a two-touchdown lead. But guess what? You kick another field goal, you're up 16. Exactly. Now that's two touchdowns right. and two two-point conversions. It just makes it tougher. And anytime you take it easy on your opponent in something like that, you're literally open opening the door and honestly I thought Kansas City was going to – I told people I would bet my house, I would bet my life, I would I bet know, my right? dog that Kansas City was going to win that game. Especially after the last two games that they played in. Well, and uh, Cincinnati could barely move the ball yeah. against Tennessee. You know, it's just like, okay, so what are they going to do against Kansas City? And Kansas City jumped out to the 21-3 to lead. I was telling Fish because I was with Fish on, on Sunday. Yeah. I was like, look, man, look, this is going to be 40, 42 to nothing. That's I said they're going to lose by 30. And yeah. Fish corrected me. He's like, no, no, they're – there's still a lot of game to be played. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're in overtime. Yeah, I said 45. I said 45, 17, and you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't 45 to 17. I was wrong about that. But they could have got to 45, 17 if they easily that, if they get that field goal. Two things I want to say. One, a lot of times everybody's always trying to replace Tom Brady. You're trying to replace Aaron Rodgers every year. It's who's the next guy. Mahomes is the guy, and I know Sam loves Mahomes. The difference between the like players like uh, the sheriff, the goat. Aaron Rodgers, like insert Joe Montana, like the great ones. And I know Mahomes is still young. That situation with five seconds left, Tom Brady wouldn't allow that play to one be called. Two, he wouldn't have taken that much time. Three, probably would have known which play to call. Like he would have had the respect in the ear of the head coach, Belichick or now Bruce Arians. Like that's one of those situations where it, things that Tom, Sheriff, those guys do, it is invaluable, and that's why they're the greatest, man. It's just, it's tough, man. It's tough to watch. Yeah, to, to be able to have that amount of excellence and consistency of excellence, yeah. it's, it's amazing what Tom Brady did, and we'll talk about him, obviously, coming up later on in the show, because he may be retired. He may not be retired. Yeah. Tonight's his show, by the way. He yeah. goes on with Jim Gray tonight. You could hear the announcement tonight. You right. think he's going to be like LeBron and take his talents to South Beach? Uh, you know what? If I were him, I would take my, my talents to guess where? You told me last week. San Fran. San Francisco. It's a perfect opportunity, man. Perfect. Hey, can we do something real quick? We got to give the big uglies, the big guys up front. We got to give the big guys up front from the Cincinnati Bengals some wow. love. Wait, hang on there. Got to give them some credit. Yes, they gave up two sacks, but they gave up nine sacks the week before. Yep. And they were hearing it all in the media. They were hearing from us. They were hearing it from their fans, their, their friends, their family, et cetera. You guys, like, you guys got to be better. You got to be better. They heard that all week. The way they protected to a certain extent. And then Joe Burrow made some hell of a plays, and we'll get into that. His but mobility is insane. For them to be a, a really bad offensive line, I felt like they played really good, and they gave Joe Burrow as well as Zach Taylor the best opportunity to win that game. You got to give him a lot of love. Yeah, if you look at them, I mean, they're 30th in the league against the rush and against, against the pass. Yeah, yeah, and the Rams are number one against sack at the quarterback. So we, they, yeah. we could see an interesting Super Bowl and a dominant defensive line performance yeah. by well, the they're, LA they're Rams. They're going to be home. They are going to be home, but does that matter? There was no home field advantage at SoFi yesterday. Two years in a row. How embarrassing as a, a Rams well, fan the, the was Rams that? Fan, they did. They did much better than they did. The last game against the yeah. Niners. Still, you, you I, put heard out, I put out a tweet yesterday. Like, if we ever play Chicago on a home game in the playoffs, five hours, it's the same distance from San Francisco right. to L.A. that it is from here to Chicago. If that we ever got punked in Ford yeah. Field like that, I would be so embarrassed. So embarrassed. 
Yeah. But the first time I actually really heard the uh, the Los Angeles crowd was when Cooper Cup tied the game up. Oh yeah, that was the first time yep. the whole game they that got I into the fourth that I knew somebody was there that wasn't wearing red. Yeah, like that's I was like, whoa. Well, that's when they show up. The LA fans they show yeah. up in the sixth <laughs> inning and they show up in the fourth quarter. This is true. Like, <laughs> lot lot of mimosas going on. They don't deserve a Super Bowl though. Those fans, honestly, if you nah. can let that happen to your home stadium, you don't deserve a Super Bowl. The fans don't. The team does. Right. The fans don't. Hey, that's the house that Stan Kroenke built. That's all his money in that talk, baby. Remember we talked about him last week, just understanding how to bring yep. in winners, coaches, un- winning uh, environment. He was with the Nuggets and then the Rams, and he kind of turned all that Avalanche around. Avalanche, too. Oh, I he yeah. sold, didn't he sell that? He, I forget. He sold one of the te- I think he sold the Nuggets. I think he sold you the Nuggets, right. but he still owns the Avalanche and the Rams. Yeah, Just experience, years and years of experience, and also – what have we said about the Fords? What was our biggest concern? They don't seem like they're really invested. Not now, right. but before this right. year. Sheila is. Exactly. I, I'm a firm believer in 100%. Sheila is, and I hate when people say the Fords suck, and it's like, okay, Mine the previous hers. ones yeah. did, but I like what I've seen out of Sheila so yeah. far, so I hate throwing her in the mix, even we'll though take, we can take it's her, her last around. name. There's nothing you can do about it. Hey, let's take her. Let's just say Hemp, because we'll call her Hemp in okay. this situation. The Hemp but ownership. But the, the Ford family has never seemed like they really were invested in trying to win and do all it took to go all in and win, and that's the difference between what you're seeing with the Rams versus the situation. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Well, one team went all in. I mean, they don't have a draft pick till 2024. That is the Rams, and we're going to talk more about them and Matthew Stafford coming up next right here on The Bottom Line. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani. I'm Edwards. That is Braylon Edwards. We'll be right back. Bottom Line. Hi, I'm Kay Cunningham. I'm proud to partner with Hall Financial, the mortgage company known for five-star service. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their 5,000 five-star reviews for yourself. Go to callhawfresh.com and get started with your five-star experience today. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. And let me tell you about our friends at Les Stanford. I mean, if you're looking for a new car or you got a lease that you want to get out of, they are your lease get out of experts. They will take that car. And right now, you can get some great trade-in values. I was actually doing some on- right? online shopping uh, the other day at lesstanford.com. I was checking out their inventory because, uh, you know, I got a 2015. Maybe time yeah, to upgrade. Time. And, and honestly, 2015s are selling for a lot right now because of the shortage, the shortage in chips. Chip, yeah. And it has heated seats and stuff. So I was like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Went to Les Stanford, and you know what? This may be a move that I have to make just because it makes sense not only financially, but it's nice to get into a new car with people that you trust. So Sounds you, like Stanford going to L.A., right? There you go. There you go. I'll be sitting riding high, baby. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into a new ride, make sure you check out Les Stanford. Give them a call today, 313-565-3000, or online at lesstanford.com. Find new roads. Find them. Welcome back. This is The Bottom Line. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani. Hopefully he gets better. Good Maz to have is you. In we here. love you, Ryan. Good to have you, Stick. Thanks. Thanks, Maz. I always appreciate the invite. We got Sam, we have Alex, and, of course, the one, the only, Braylon Edwards. Thank you, sir. And we've been talking, obviously, about the big playoff games, Championship Sunday yesterday. Uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into the L.A. Rams comeback against the 49ers. I mean, there's several 
instances, I think we can point yeah. to this game where big moments happened. One of the biggest moments, I thought, was a moment that didn't happen, that dropped interception for Matthew Stafford. Because after that, it looked like the Rams went on a roll. Not yeah. only did they get that completion to Odell Beckham, you get yep. the cheap hit. That's an extra 15 yards. Yeah, it turns into a 35-yard play. They're basically in field goal range right after that. And the game momentum shifted from that. And when they showed Aaron Donald on the sideline yelling at his defense, oh. I don't know what he said, but all I know is that defense came out on those next three possessions and shut them down. How does something like that happen? How does momentum shift like that so fast? When you have your best player and your best player who's arguably the best defensive player of all time, and if you don't believe that, well, Lawrence. He, he's right under Lawrence, Oof. but he, still, he, he, he's even if you're in the same the, sentence. Exactly. When you have that individual like challenge you, he's a big man, a strong man. He doesn't speak often. See, that's what the value is when a person, especially a leader, doesn't yell often or doesn't say much often. That's how my stepfather is. My stepfather, Charles Player, he won't read you often. You know, he, he won't give too much advice. But the one time he does say something to you, you know to listen. You yep. know what's fair. And that's what it was with him. You got Aaron Donald talking to you. Whatever you're feeling, whatever injury is nagging you, whatever you're going through, whatever play that you didn't get last time, you forget about it because now you got to play for Aaron and you're scared of Aaron. It's just a hell of a game, man. And the San Fran should have won. Like, San Fran. It could have, for sure. If you go three plays it, within three plays, Third and two, horrible play call. They don't get it. Yep. Then they punt. The second play of the drive is the interception drop. Like that literally could have been the game in those two plays. I thought when they stopped him on third down or on fourth down in the third quarter, I thought that was yeah. like, oh, that was wow. a hell of a stop. Man. Yeah, and they didn't do anything with it though. The one thing I going back to Stafford, because this should be about Stafford. This is Detroit Stafford's in the Super Bowl, and he played well. He did the plays necessary to get them to the next round, to get them to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about him. There was always times, because we're Detroit. We've watched him for 12 years, now this being the 13th. You're like, oh, Stafford's going to be Stafford. Stafford's going to do some Stafford stuff. <laughs> he didn't get an opportunity to do some Stafford stuff against Arizona. Right. But then insert the next game, Tom Brady go. You saw, like, uh, there was a couple plays in that game where you're like, he's about to do some Stafford stuff, and he didn't do it. And he didn't do it. And even with the interception in that game, you're like, here it is. This is Stafford being Stafford. He just had resilience. He had resolve, and he made the plays. He stood in there. He took the hits. Matt Stafford, man, got a lot of respect yesterday for me. The one he, thing he I noticed that he's kind of yeah. changed about his game is what always used to make me scared when Stafford was a quarterback for the Lions is when he'd get happy feet. He'd start yeah. patting his feet, yeah. patting his feet very fast, very fast, and that's when he would make the mistakes. He saw it early in the game yesterday, and he was throwing a couple balls behind receivers early in the game, yeah. and he was he was patting his feet. Watch that. It's something I focus yeah. on with Stafford, but late in the game, you're right. He was, he was Tom Brady back there just bouncing and sitting and reading the defense and waiting, and when he's not operating ahead of himself yep. and he's on time that's when Matt Stafford is the best and you can even go back to his time here in Detroit when they when Calvin Johnson retired and they took him to more of a game manager role under Jim Bob Cooter he had some of the best numbers of his career because that's when Stafford is operating at his best Stafford trusts Sean McVay Stafford trusts the players that are on that Rams team yeah what you have to see with that team yesterday just from the offensive side Maz Everybody made plays when their when their time was called. You have to give a lot of credit to the offensive side of the ball in terms of being ready. When you when you when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Like literally, Higby goes down. Right. Bl Blanton's the last tight end standing. Blanton made hell of a play. Like 
four catches, three for first downs. Like, that's called being ready. That's called stepping up. That's called we brought you here for a reason or we drafted you for a reason. Cam Akers. Cam Akers, when they called on him, he, they didn't use him much. But when they did call on him, he was ready. Vance Jefferson in the fourth quarter made two huge catches on the right sideline. Odell. Odell was like, oh, I'm the problem. I'm going to show you today. You know what I'm saying? And then Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And it's, it's him and him and Devontae are one, uh, one A one. And how the hell does Cooper Cup keep getting wide open in big moments? <laughs> it, nothing has pissed me off more watching this past two weeks. My wife is screaming, yeah. saying, how is he always open? Just Don't cover the guy. Him. Double team him. Triple. Like, what, <laughs> what does he have to do to get a defensive coordinator to be like, you know what? We're going to double. We're shutting down Cooper Cup. Anybody else can beat us. How does yeah. this man keep. Is it disrespect? Is it he's invisible out there? Or, you know, like we've heard this too. It's because he's white. I've heard that, that he's a white guy that nobody really respects right. his game. So the white part would have been his first three years, and that's definitely real. Larry Bird said that in the 80s, so <laughs> oh, yeah. he noticed to be a real thing. He said they put that white boy on me. He was disrespectful. Like, that was <laughs> the reason why he's wide open all the time is what Matt Stafford said in that interview to Steve Young last week. And everybody was like, he said this is the best wide receiver ever to play with. Everybody in Detroit is like, how would you disrespect Calvin Johnson? Hall of Famer, first ballot, how would you do it? If you read into what Stafford was saying, he wasn't saying from the standpoint of most athletically gifted and all that, and he wasn't trying to throw shade to Calvin. Big wide receivers, because I am one, we run certain routes. We run comebacks. We run out routes. We run the big dig. We run go routes. We run quick fades. We run slants. Cooper Cup runs every route in the playbook, but also what he does Cooper knows the defenses. Yeah. Like Cooper studies defenses. So Matt can trust him that he knows what the concept or the identity of a defense is. So it will help him run routes and know where that soft zone is going to be, know where the weak man is going to be. He studies hard. That's why Matt Stafford made that comment. He's more the most cerebral wide receiver that he's ever played with. Hey, 9 and 10 uh, have been together since a year ago because it was a year ago yesterday that the trade went down, Cabo. and of course they win the NFC Championship because it was first Super Bowl. But since that day he signed on the dotted line, him and Cooper Cup have been working together day in and day out. Their families get together. Kelly oh, hangs out with, that, with, with Anna Cup. You, that, know, you heard her, uh, in her uh, on her podcast. They're best of friends. That They are one. Stafford and Cup yeah. are one. Can, can you throw that picture back up, Alex? This, did this picture. picture not rip out your soul? Yeah, it's an awesome <laughs> picture. It's, it's a picture of Matthew yeah. Stafford in a Rams uniform hugging Matthew Stafford in a Lions yeah. uniform, and it's almost like he's like, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's my Instagram. That's, almost, my that's Instagram on your Instagram? That's so, all that hurts up. me to look yeah, at, man. It's beautiful. No, all right, so let me explain this picture. Leave it up there. I'm going to explain this picture. You know what this picture is? This is Matt Stafford from this year winning the NFC West heading to the Super Bowl, having snatched the soul from Tom Brady to do it. But you know what that Rams, Matthew Stafford, is whispering in the ear of the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford? Uh, I'm trying to reach you about your extended car warranty. Nope. Oh. You know what he's saying? He said, listen, I, I appreciate you. He said, all the you-know-what that you've been through, for you to stay resilient, they tried to break him in Detroit. Don't get me wrong. He had, he had some fault in that, too. But they tried to break him in Detroit. Every year, whether it's a new coach, whether it's a new uh, quarterback's coach. Yeah, 20 uh, coaches. Uh, uh, exactly. 
20 coach. They but he's got a new coach this year and a new system, and he's doing no, but, fine. Not no, the no, real but deal. You, but you know the difference? Their system has been in place in L.A., so it's new, it's new to him. Yeah. But he walked in. You can just feel it. When I left Cleveland after three head coaches, four offensive coordinators, when I walked into the Jets, just felt different. You know what I'm saying? The energy. Now, offense wasn't necessarily great, but just the energy, the vibe, and the relaxed you know, Until the, the Jets jetsed again. Well, that's when I left. Yeah, I got exactly. well, and it's got to feel good again. to go to a team that you know is all in. Yeah. They've pushed their chips all in. They went and got Von Miller. They went and got OBJ. Yeah. They, they, you know, they went and got all of these guys. So it's got to feel nice to know that your upper tier management wants to yeah. win at all costs. Period. OBJ has revolutionized the. You talked about. I'm gonna give you credit for that. Thank OBJ you. has revolutionized the possession receiver. Yep. In the light, like ten years ago, when we talked possession receivers, you know, after about my six they would call me a possession receiver because I was tall. They'll call Musa Mahane a, a possession Hushmanzada, receiver. Hushmanzada. Like, Hushmanzada, a possession perfect, yep. receiver. Odell Beckham still fast, still can get active, still can run, but he understands the zones, the soft spot. Odell Beckham is a more athletic, a more skilled version of what Tom Brady and the Patriots were doing with their, skill, their wide receivers for the 20 years. I think he wants it more than Matthew Stafford even wants it. 100%. He's a new man. <laughs> He is a new – when he got hit, when that was a head-to-head hit, helmet-to-helmet hit, he just looked at the guy and he's like, why'd you do that? Right. Did you see? He's but mature, the old, which is Odell, weird. Yeah. The old Odell would have grabbed him by the face mask and went after him and got a penalty. This new Odell, he's playing with house money. Yeah, Odell would have got his ass kicked by the kicker's net. That's right. <laughs> I know, right? Remember, remember, remember he hugged it like yeah, the week later? the next game. Remember we talked about, about the Detroit Lions this year in terms of – them being so young and not having a lot of experienced players that could help them and guide them Correct. along. So it took them, you know, 10 weeks, 11 weeks to really get going and start having some experience where they can see things. That same thing happened with Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham didn't have a veteran wide receiver because Victor Cruz left like his second year. Yeah. So he didn't have that guy that could pull him to the side. They didn't have a lot of veteran leadership in New York. You know better than anybody. So he had to, and especially as high valued and how popular he was, he had to learn all that kind of on his own. And he's now in the space. He's relaxed. He's chill. He's learned. He's stubbed his toe. He just wants to and win. And he loves where he's at. Yeah. He's, oh, hell, he lives in L.A. It's well, think perfect. about all the pressure that's not on him because of Cooper Cup, too. I mean, think of how yeah. much is alleviated off that. Like when you're game planning to defend the Rams, you gotta you gotta focus on Cooper Cup, and then you got Odell Beckham. That's, he's, that's a he's tough. A, he's a new man. I By got the a quarterback way, I think question. Wood stays in L.A. I think they use all three of them next year. Hey, I got a quarterback question for you next. And, uh, it's not in the prep, but I've been thinking about this, and I want I want to hear it let's from you too, man. Yeah, let's go. I mean, it's a fun day. It's let's Monday. We're it, celebrating. It's football, Adam left bro. the studio chair all sticky. I don't <laughs> know what he was doing earlier. Is there still some hookah around here? Yeah, we were smoking hookah back <laughs> there later. Uh, th- my name is Stick. Fill it in for Ryan Armani today. He will be back tomorrow. Maz, that is Braylon Edwards, and this is? Bottom line. What was Sports Network? Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. (laughs) Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. (laughs) Attach a weight to everything in your house. Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. (laughs) Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. our sports we just wish they'd love us back detroit sports for detroit sports fans woodward sports
Hello, let me tell you about the wonderful people at Lady Jane's. If you're not feeling right, your confidence is a little down, you know what can fix that? Real simple, too. Doesn't cost much money. Just come get a nice haircut at any of the local Lady Jane's. They will treat you like the king that you are. Get the nice hot neck lather. I love that feeling. Get yourself the scalp massage, the shoulder rub. Plus, you get the haircut that's going to give you the confidence that you need to tackle your week. So if you're looking in the mirror right now and you're like, oh, boy, yeah, it's time to go. Make sure you're going to the one spot that'll make you look your absolute best, make you look better than Matthew Stafford on a Sunday lately. Uh, Lady Janes, come here. It's wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Welcome back to The Bottom Line, live on the Woodward Sports Network. Thank you to everybody that's watching on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right now, and everybody that's listening on the roar on the radio. We appreciate you, and don't forget to download the app. It is absolutely free for you in the Google Play or Apple Store. All right. I want to ask you this question, and it's kind of a loaded question. I'm nervous. It's kind of a loaded question, but yesterday, I think, shed some light on this specific subject for me. You're looking at Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, second year in the league, taking a team that was in last place last year to the Super Bowl. Are you more impressed by what Joe Burrow has done in year two or what Matthew Stafford is doing in year 13? Because when I look at it, Stafford was supposed to do what Burrow's doing. Right. So who would you rather have as your quarterback moving forward? Not talking about for the Super Bowl. I'm just talking about in general, who do you got? Uh, It's... (laughs) That is a loaded question. It's tough, isn't it? Because I've been I've been battling my brain yeah. all day. Um, I'm I'm super impressed with both. I I don't think you have to go with Burrow. You really have to go with Burrow from this from this standpoint. Matthew Stafford went into a situation where, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of pressure on Matt Stafford from the standpoint of. They went all in on you. You do the Seth Wickersham interview. Uh, you talk about wanting to play in a big moment. Everybody's saying you couldn't get it done in Detroit. But then a lot of people were saying you were a, a big reason for that. Not to mention he goes to a situation where they've been to a Super Bowl. They have a Super Bowl-type atmosphere and environment. Um, they have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. They have Cam Akers. They have Sony Michelle. They have Henderson. Then on the they have Wentworth. Then on the opposite side of the ball, not to mention Higby, they got – Aaron Donald. Yes. They got Jalen Ramsey. They have Leonard Floyd. So he went to a really good spot. But like we talked about, he got beat down here. So the fact that he kept himself up enough, you got to give Kelly Stafford some love because, you know, she supported her husband mentally through all of this. You see that hug he got after the game? Kelly Stafford was trying to give him more than a hug right on the field. Like she, legs around him, like she was feeling that That moment. That was amazing. So, like, all of that, you have to give him tons of credit and tons of respect. Oh, here we are watching it right now. Yeah, look at that. But with that being You know what's happening when they get back to the Stafford household. They're about to have another bang, baby. Bang. Another baby. Bing bong. <laughs> another baby. Bing bong. Bing bong. So, another girl. But I know, right? But with all that being said, and I, and I love what Stafford has done, it, it, it almost really isn't close. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is in year two. Oh, but you know what we haven't talked about and what nobody is, is talking about? What did Joe Burrow do last year? I think he had something called ACL tear. ACL tear. So he came back off of ACL tear and is playing this way. Bray, it was even worse than that. Because ACL, PCL, MCL, it was reconstruction. His knee was destroyed. I've had, I tore my ACL, but I just tore my ACL. What he did was ACL, MCL, PCL. It's called reconstruction. We didn't talk about that. That's one. Two, his offensive line is trash. Yeah. 
Well, me and Adam were talking about it. Like, Trash. man, Jamar Chase was the exact right draft pick for 100%. them. Because we were talking. They should have taken a lineman. They should have yeah. taken a lineman. But Jamar Chase offered so much to that team that a lineman couldn't, you know? <laughs> like, he he opened up T. Higgins. He opened up Tyler Boyd. Yeah. He, he made sure that Joe Mixon had space to run. He all because gave, he sits on the field. He also gave Burrow that confidence. He let Joe be Joe Cool. He was Joe Burrow last year. He was Joe Cool this year. Yep. Offensive line, trash. Defense, you really only have two really good players on defense. Secondary is trash. Outside of Hendrickson, who who played well. Right. Hendrickson played well yesterday. Boy, was he gassed. He, he had two sacks. He had five quarterback hits. Played well. The defense is average. And the secondary is trash. ACL reconstruction. Terrible offensive line. Average defense. In spite of all of that. Here you are. And the crazy thing about it is if you look at his stats, stats aren't necessarily overwhelming, but when you watch the game, like if you don't watch the game and just read the stats, you're like, all right, well, you know, he did all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when you watch the game, his cool demeanor right. is ridiculous. He got out of four sacks yesterday, and all four of those plays were third down. Made a first down. But that's stays what, cool. That's what he was doing at LSU. I yeah. mean, you remember any time you watched LSU and he was there, like the dude just he's slippery. You can't get your hands on him, and he's he's not faster than anybody. He's just cerebral. He's smarter yeah. than everybody. He beats you to the angle. He's confident. It's kind of like when you saw the Kenny Pickett play this year when he did the fake slide yes. and he kept running. Changed the that, game. That's the kind of swag and cool and chillness that Jerboro has. But he's in year two. You're talking unprecedented territory. You're talking about Kurt Warner year two. Hall of Fame. You talk about Dan Marino, year two, Hall of Fame. He's in year two in the Super Bowl with a team that nobody would have thought about this early in the year, later in the year. They're in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, I would take Joe Burrow over Stafford in terms of the story. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Not the story in terms of who I would choose to move forward with. Joe Burrow would be the best quarterback in the NFL after, probably within two years. I'm just sitting here today, a Lions fan, just – getting slapped from both teams that are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I feel like we blew that opportunity with Stafford here. You know, he should have been what Joe Burrow has done. Maybe not year two taking the Lions to the Super Bowl, yeah. but damn, you know, taking a team that only had three wins last year and getting them to the Super Bowl the next year, we should have had that here. No. We had the same weapons. We had Megatron. We had Stafford Nate in his Burleson, second year. We had Burleson. The only thing we didn't have was a Joe Mixon type running back, but we had a better offensive yeah. line than I think they had. We had a better defense than the Bengals have right yes, now. I agree. At one point in time. Not, even close, not yeah. yeah, not consistently, but at one point. So I'm jealous of that. And then, on the other side, I get to go watch the guy who couldn't get it done here in Detroit yeah. go get it done year one. It, this is this is just a painful Super Bowl for me to watch for I, some reason. I think the thing that pisses most Detroit fans off is not necessarily that he's in a Super Bowl uh, and they wanted that here. It's not necessarily that. It's the fact what Joe Burrow is doing. He's taking a team that they should be in the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. They should be in the Super Bowl. But they're in the Super Bowl in year two. Detroit fans are like, we had to be in the Super Bowl in year two, but we, we should have started building some consistency. Like the Detroit Lions, they draft Stafford after they already have Calvin. They draft Dominican after that. Ezekiel Anza. I mean, Anza, they do that. They should have been a playoff team. Remember the Lions in the 90s, your favorite Lions? They went to playoffs every year. Pretty much. Like, they went 
to the playoffs damn near every year with the exception of two on a 10-year run. That's what the Detroit fans uh, expected and, to be honest, deserved. That was our floor. Yeah. And I want to get back to that. And, uh, you know, I always have this conversation. Adam and I go back and forth on Jim Caldwell all the time. And uh, you know, He hates Jim Caldwell. He hates Jim Caldwell. And he could do that, which is fine. But right. to me, Jim Caldwell set the highest floor that I have seen in the Lions since Wayne Fonts. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. We weren't at the Super Bowl level. We weren't pushing towards that. You know, we were hanging around that 9-7. and seven. But if 9-7s and sevens are worse, who the hell are we to judge? We're the Lions. This is very true. This is very since you want to go off script, I got one, I got one for you, Matt. Let's go off script a little bit on this one. Matt Stafford is in the Super Bowl right now, right? Let's say he wins. He's 33. He wins the Super Bowl. They got everybody coming back next year because Vaughn and Odell will take deals so that they can stay there. They both have homes out there in the offseason. So they're they're all in. They're invested. You get Robert Woods back. Cam Akers now plays a full year. So they got to be the favorites in the NFC coming back next season. Them uh, Dallas, right? Look at him now and look at Aaron Rodgers. Matt Stafford can go from a potential situation, I want you guys to chime in, where he was almost a, a Hall of Fame asterisk, but a lot of people say no to if he wins this game first ballot. Can he can he legitimately be better than Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done? Just think about it. He doesn't have the MVPs. He doesn't have one. But what matters? Championship. Wins, baby. How old is Aaron Rodgers? Old as hell. 39. That means he has six years on Matthew Stafford. That means Matthew Stafford has six years to put in some work. Matthew Stafford, when it's all said and done for all the for all the beatdowns he took at the hands of Aaron Rodgers, can finish with a better career. Just think about that. I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes going forward. Ooh. Because you know what? He let something slip through his hands yesterday that he might not get back for a while. Have you seen the AFC yeah. going forward? Yeah. His division Josh alone. Allen alone. It ain't going to be easy anymore. His division alone. You know, and you probably get Jimmy G. He's probably going to go to Broncos. So now you got another guy in there that he can win some games, won't beat you. But something about it, and you said this about Aaron Rodgers last week against uh, uh, 49ers. He said he looked like he was staring off into space. Yeah. He looked very aloof. Patrick Mahomes didn't seem like he was aloof. But he did seem like he was out there very careless. He was off. Very lackluster. Like, yep. it, it didn't seem like he took the situation serious after it was 21-3. to 3. But it's interesting because to bring up your Aaron Rodgers point and to bring up the Patrick Mahomes point, how your legacy yeah. is so fragile. You know, like one minute you're talked about as one of the greatest of all times. Because think about Patrick Mahomes last year going into the Super Bowl. He's going to win back-to-back -back Super Bowls. He's going to beat Tom Brady. He's, He's the gonna best quarterback of all time. Best quarterback. Like he was on his way. You know, they put him on the GOAT cover of Madden with Tom Brady because that was the projection. And now we're like, wait, no, whoa, whoa. Josh Allen may be a better quarterback than that. And then with Aaron Rodgers. For yeah. pretty much his whole career, this guy's a Hall of Famer. This yeah. guy's the best quarterback in the league. Now we're looking at it like he may not be. Stafford may even have the same amount of Super Bowl wins as him. So how could he be the best ever? I'm going to tell you like this. Aaron Rodgers, you better not leave Green Bay. You better not leave Green Bay. The AFC, it's too much going on right now in the AFC. Yeah. It's too much change in Cario. Even if you bring Devontae Adams with you, it's a tough situation to be in. If you want your legacy to stay intact, you got to stay in, in the NFC North, and you got to win the Super Bowl. It's the best way to do it. Uh, it's it's tough right now for Aaron Rodgers, man. It's hard out yeah. here. Uh, and there's another Poor guy pimp. that uh, <laughs> mentioned he may be retiring, or he hasn't mentioned. Yeah. The media took a little tweet from Adam Schefter and ran with it this weekend. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about Tom Brady coming up next. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani. That is Braylon Edwards. That's me.
And this is The Bottom Line, Wilbur Sports Network. Fellas, football season is here. It's time to make your grooming experience easy like Sunday morning. Get to Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Walk in, relax, watch your favorite team play, and before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Get to Lady Jane's, open 10 to 8, 7 days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Comerica Park, sunshine, the crack of the bat. More sunshine, warmth. We're almost there, Detroit. Summer 2022 will be the summer of Woodward Sports. We just got to make it through this damn cold first. Centron World is an aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages, premium bottled water, and revitalizer shots. Every day I take it, green tea and ginseng. I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to get you guys to take it one day, man. Centron is the official energy drink of the Red Wings, proud partners with the Detroit Pistons, and exclusively served at Little Caesars Arena. If you're looking for premium ingredients, look no further than Centron. Long-lasting energy, balanced hydration, essential vitamins, and great taste. Centron definitely should be. I know it's mine, your top choice. Buy online at CentronWorld.com with promo code REDWINGS10. Save 10% with shipping included. Drink it. Live it with Centron. We got a fridge now, too. Yeah, we I do. Know, right? Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Kayla and Vic, man. We appreciate Thank that you. fridge. Look at this Centron right here. We got plenty in here. And, uh, I got mine off here. I got my little Centron off Welcome back to the bottom line on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani today. That is Braylon Edwards. Maz is here. Alex is here. And Flannel Sam Sam. is in the sound booth. Uh, So we've done a lot of talk about quarterbacks. And, you know, it's crazy. He's not even playing in the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady has a way of getting some media attention, even when he's already out of the playoffs. That was done on purpose, by the way. I'm kind of with you on that. That was done on purpose because at the end of the day, they stopped the votes in terms of voting for the uh, MVP. They stopped the votes in NFC and AFC championship game weekend. He drops that. Now voters are like, oh, man, how do you not vote for Brady in his last go-around? You drop it right then. He wins MVP. I think he does that for the MVP. I think he deserved it anyway, to be honest with you. That's what I've been saying. I argue. Uh, hey, I'm an A-Rod's guy. But, I, yeah. I've been arguing you and uh, Ryan. Just he's. Can you make a case for Joe Burrow? To be an MVP candidate, like last minute. Um, Does playoffs count? Yeah, is it playoff MVP? Do, I, they, do they count, or do they end it at the regular season? I think they have to count because now they announce it later. Now, when they do the awards, it's the week of the Super Bowl. They used to announce it uh, a couple weeks earlier, so they can tell us that it doesn't. That's a lie and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a lie and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, Brady. Yeah. Hey, he dropped the news. Not him, but ESPN and Adam Schefter. They're doubling down on ESPN. They're not backing off. Although, let's put that tweet up from his agent, Don Yee. And Don Yee basically says, hey, nothing's official until Tom Brady makes it official. And Stick, you could read that. Yeah, it says, I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported. Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody. So that should be soon. And I was talking about this. A guy like Tom Brady, right? I love how he says uh, his plans with Complete accuracy. That was a little shout out to Tom Brady. I like that right Complete there. accuracy. I get it. There you go. <laughs> uh, good football pun. There you um, go. But, yeah, with Tom Brady, 
I'm with you. I think this may have been strategical, but I also think that the dude has lived such a regimented life, right? Yeah. Like that's what Tom Brady is known for. I'm sure he gets up at the same time every day, eats the same thing, goes to the same gym, yeah. parks in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. How hard is it for a guy of 22 years in the NFL to break all of those habits? That's tough. It's fun. It's tough and it's fun at the same time. And I've been saying all since last week, started Monday, fast forward into Friday, I said he knew this was going to be his victory lap, and I don't think anybody paid attention. I was watching ESPN earlier, and I was watching Stephen A. Smith, and he said something that made me feel even more right about what I was saying. He said, you know, uh, Tom Brady, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, he said 45. So for me, I'm thinking 45, and you know he's not 45 to, to, he's not 45 to, to August, so I'm thinking, you know, he plays another year. What did I say last week? I said he threw that 45 out there as a distraction. It's a deflection, because now he throws it out there and if you got somebody like Stephen A. Smith thing, oh, okay, cool. He said 45. Now you're immediately giving him another year. He did that on purpose. He had the Man in the Arena documentary come out this year. He had a whole victory dance, last dance, Michael Jordan situation come out this year. He was all in. He wanted to walk off into the sunset, which he did deserve. Injuries by other teammates, other things that happened on the, off the field for their players didn't allow it to happen. Plus Giselle, like at the end of the day, all that they've been through, they've been through a lot. Giselle was like, look, it's time to come home. It's time. It, it, do you want this or not? <laughs> do, do you want this or not? You see and these, what man on the planet's going to say no? Not me. You see these beautiful kids? <laughs> right. Like you, you see your wife? Like, I'm here. I let you do all this. I support you. You're 44 time. You had a good. What are you trying to prove at this point? Right. Like, if he had nine rings, then maybe, all right, cool, I can get it. He's trying to get to 10. You got seven. You've been to 10. Time. We appreciate you. You're the GOAT. Get out of here. I also, listen, before you go, yep. they have not shot the finale for Man in the Arena yet. I just ah, want to put that out ooh, there. Nice. So if he wants to end it, tonight he has his uh, show with Jim Gray. You could hear it tonight. And uh, Man in the Arena, they could be filming as we speak. I also, finale. I also think point. the ending to the game, like if they would have lost to the Rams and gotten blown out like they were, I think Tom Brady would definitely be back because he ain't going out like that. Yeah. But I think the he way he brought job. that team, exactly, he did his job. Yep. When he left the field, the Rams were in position to win that game. Yeah. That is all you can ask out of your starting. So I think he can ride up into the sunset, even though he doesn't have that ring. I the think next so, ring. I agree. You know, for him, one, he'll win MVP this year. I think – I thought he should have been MVP anyway. I think announcing it now, I think you'll get some of those nostalgic votes for like, let's give him, he's, he's walking off. Um, he earned it too. He did, definitely, he yeah. definitely earned it. 5,300 yards, 45 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He definitely earned it. How do you walk away with those I, stats though, man? It, when you're still operating. I know, when you're still yeah. operating at that level, how do you just give it all up? I'm how? telling you, I go to 49ers, it's, man. I, I, I would not quit. Yeah, it, it's and I say I I like that move. I think that could be the only move that he does make. But it's tough. He's done everything, man. And it's uh, I don't know. It's but it's he's leaving us hanging. You know, he's he's leaving us hanging for a reason. I yep. think we'll we'll see. He's taking his time with with the pick. But let me ask you this, Maz. What do you think about this? Players getting and I've heard this before. My dad actually said this before I heard it today. What do you think about players getting into the Hall of Fame while they're still playing? Oh, wow. Like, why they're still playing. Because Tom Brady could have been in the Hall of Fame in 2010. Let's well, call it spade a spade. Well, what's the uh, waiting period? What's five, the waiting period? Five, five years. And make it, make it two. I think after two you years. play 15 years in the league, maybe you're eligible. Like, you know, put a mark on it like that. Yeah. Like they can vote while I, you're I in there. I think you got to be done before it, you get in. It's just so tough because your story's not written, you know? Like, 
Could he look at look at what's yeah. happening in the baseball Hall of Fame right now? If you were voting while Bonds was playing, Bonds in the Hall of Fame. But then all the steroids and all that right. stuff comes out, and now everybody grows a moral conscience for some reason, and he's not in. <laughs> and he's not yeah. in. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough. I like both sides of the argument. I mean, you can get in while you're playing. Like, shoot, if you've done enough, you feel like you deserve to get get in. Like Tom Brady had four Super Bowl rings uh, after what twelve after eleven years. He already had four. Put him in. But I don't understand about these Hall of Famers. Let's just take two Raiders, for instance. Ken Stabler, Cliff Branch from my era. They are Hall of Famers then. They're Hall of Famers now. They waited so long that the guys died, and they put him in posthumously. They put him in after they're dead. Yeah. Cliff Branch yeah. goes in this year. He's 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 gone. He's not going to know he's in. That, Ken Stabler, same thing happened yeah. to him. The snake. It, that's what bothers me. I agree. 100%. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer, like T.O. Let's start wasting time. T.O. First ballot. Yeah. Not second. That was that BS. That was that BS. We're we're, we're going to punish you for what yeah. we feel like you did. Blah blah blah. And that's another but thing. It, I don't need moral. I don't care about your morals to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Look at my numbers. That's what I want to know about how you played the game of football. I yeah. don't care about what you did off the field. I don't care about any of that, you know, because that's why T.O.'s not in because he was a jackass no, off T.O. the field. No, T.O.'s in, but he got in second ballot Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's why it took so long is he was a jackass off the field. Like, it had nothing to do with what he did on the field. Yeah. Otherwise, to your point, he'd be in right away. There's a lot of, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that uh, they have a lot of character issues, a lot of things off the field. Hell, OJ's in the Hall of Fame. But you have to be able to set, you have to be able to separate. We're talking about football. Right. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about hockey. What did you do? Do you deserve to be in? As long as, you, I mean, there's some things you can't do, but get in. Allow these players to get in. I'm for these guys getting in while they're still playing, to be honest. Like Aaron Rodgers, you put Aaron Rodgers in the Hall of Fame right now. Hey, do you, though? Hell yeah. Yes. He's, he, Do you, though? Damn, see, that's a whole other conversation. Isn't that crazy? No, like, that legacy is tarnished. Yeah. It's he's tarnished. Still, he's still first ballot. He is still first yeah. ballot, but he's got more L's in big games now than he does wins. And that's, this is very that's, true. that's tough for a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. So everybody watching right now on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch, I, we want to get your opinion coming up next because we gave our opinions on our reaction 100%. to the game yesterday. We got to get into Jimmy G, too. Yes. There's a lot to unpack with that situation. There is. Lots to unpack. And I want to get everybody else's opinion about what happened yesterday and your reaction to Matthew Stafford making it to the Super Bowl. So we're going to discuss that. Get ready to be a part of this chat coming up next right here on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Stick filling in for Ryan Ermani. That is Bray. Edwards. And this is the bottom line. Everything that we've hoped for finally. He's going has deep arrived. right side. Oh, that is Edwards out there. He goes up in the air at the goal line. Hey, it's Brandon Edwards here wanting to welcome the sports marketing agency to Woolworth Sports Network to the family. Glad to have you guys. For the last decade, the sports marketing agency has literally leveraged athletes around issues such as mental health and substance abuse. The other guys have those. You want great sports takes? Touchdown! What a play! Woodward Sports has those. Detroit's new sports outlet. Woodward Sports Network. 
Let me tell you about our friends at Guardian Alarm. I mean, you were watching those football games yesterday, and what was Ooh. the common theme? The defense, the security. Arr, That's what you man. needed for your quarterback, and you need that defense to get you to the Super Bowl. Man. That's what greatness is, and that's what Guardian Alarm can provide for you. They can provide the protection of a good offensive line, but they can also provide the defense that will shut down anybody trying to penetrate your shut home. Shut down! And all you got to do is call them and let them know that Woodward Sports sent you. They will hook you up, and they'll treat you like family because that's exactly what you are. They've been around for about 100 years, helping out people protect everything that they love, so why not protect what you love? And all you got to do is call 1-800-STAY-OUT. That number, once again, 1-800-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-STAY-OUT-
And you can leave that picture up, Alex. We'll talk what about that right after have, this. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Jail. Life sentences for all of them. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Broom. Yeah, Anthony text. Broom tweeted out a picture. That's it's funny as hell. It's Patricia. It's Quinn. It's, it's your girl. Yeah, it's Martha. Uh, and says, Rob Wood. And Rob Wood. And it says, Jail. Life sentence for all of them. I say jail for at least three of them. Yeah, well, I mean, Patricia definitely belongs in jail. <laughs> Quinn definitely belongs in jail. I mean, think about passing up Aaron Darnold for uh, Eric Ebron. I'm trying Ugh. to think. Who all, so who all had new quarterbacks this season? So what, what other landing spots could he have gone to? Not well, even that. Just what other teams? Well, you know, the like word was the Orleans. Panthers wanted him. But Remember the Panthers wanted him? We yeah. could have had picks seven and eight. Someone was commenting that in the tr- in the, in the comment section. But you said, where could he have gone and still been in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I only think it's one place. It's New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans would have been the only spot outside of L.A. Because you go down there, they would have won that conference. They still beat Tom Brady this year, both games. He definitely would have beat him if he was there. They had a lot of opportunities to win other games. Defense played well for them. And who knows, maybe Mike Thomas decides to play this year if Matt Stafford would have went there. I oh, think that, how about San Fran? But they drafted. Well, they drafted well, Trey, I get, well Trey to, Lance. to his point, though, they could have picked him up before yeah, the draft. I'm just saying. So. Yeah. No, I think they did pursue him at one point, too. How about the Tennessee Titans? How about the Raiders? Mm. I'm just giving you teams that are in the playoffs that lost, but if they had a quarterback, the Colts. How about the Colts? If they would have gotten – if the Colts got their hands on Matthew Stafford, they're in the Super Bowl. They were our Super Bowl pick, Brandon. I give you that one. I give you that one. Definitely the Colts. I'll give you that one. I won't say the Raiders because I don't want to take that out of Derek Carr's uh, hands. I think Derek Carr, for he's the most part. a great leader. Yeah, he's a great leader, great motivator. Yep. Like, he, he had a really good year. I mean, he, he dropped the ball in a couple of situations, but it wasn't because of him that they lost this year. So, yeah, well, you got to keep him out there. Jenna, the Newman, him. Jenna Newman is saying, I'm seriously so happy for Stafford. Dr. Detroit, I love this comment. Typical Lions fans to cheer to be ultimate losers. Cheering for Stafford shows me you don't really support the Lions. We went from 22 overall to 31 to 32, and you guys cheer it on. Way to lead the fans. So uh, let me tell you. He's accusing me. What's the difference who we cheer for? So first of all. You think one, we controlled what, what happened to one, the Rams? I've never been a Lions fan, and I've said that ever since we started August 12th. I've never been a Lions fan. I never will be a Lions fan, but I am a Detroit guy. I like to see the city happy. I like to see the city happen. If the Lions win, the Tigers win, the Wavings win, the Pistons win, the city is happy. They deserve that. Oh, yeah. Now, as it relates to people cheering for Matt Stafford that are Lions fans, Matt Stafford did everything he was supposed to do in terms of just being an Iron Man, being available, being here for the team, doing right by the community. Like, how could you not cheer for a guy like that if you're a Lions fan? He gave you 12 years. How could Because I, I told you, I'm not a fan, so I'm, this is me asking. Right. How could you not cheer for a guy like that? No, Stafford gave us all he could for 12 years, yeah. and it just wasn't enough here in Detroit. And that's, yeah. that's, that's it. The relationship didn't work on both sides, and you're seeing that. I wish there was no draft pick attached to him. Because uh, I want to see how many people actually would root for him. That would change I'm my tired. I'm tired of the Neil thing, draft capital. I'm tired yeah. of the draft pick. That's why I wish they would have just traded him to Carolina. For that you eight. had pick seven. You could have had pick eight. You could have had Micah Parsons. And you could have had Penny Sewell or whoever the hell else they would Do you think that would... number eight pick I... now is more valuable than the 31-32 yes, and then whatever we're getting next year as of well? Of course. 
I of don't course. understand just thinking about it. Going into the season, as soon as Matt Stafford signed with the uh, Los Angeles Rams, they were already projected to win that division. Yes. Right. So I don't understand why people were like, you know, even Neil, like draft capital, you knew going into the season that you weren't going to be picking. Correct. It was going to be a late 24-25. Right. So what does it matter, 24-25 or 30? And also to that point, like yeah. we expected Stafford to win these games. So anybody who's like, oh, he's proven yeah. himself, like to me, he's not proving anything because we're still holding him to Lions standards when yeah. we should be holding him to Rams standards. And Rams standards is winning a playoff game every year. Rams standards is they went to the pl- uh, Super Bowl a couple years ago. So, like, until I, I tweeted this out to my buddy because he says I'm inconsistent on yeah. Stafford. It's like, no, he got traded there to win a Super Bowl. Anything less than that is a failure for the L.A. Rams. Yes. And, and, and that's true. That's the way it is. So until he does something in a Rams uniform yeah. that the previous quarterbacks haven't, to me, he hasn't accomplished the goal yet. He's there. He's yeah. on the doorstep. Yeah. He's knocking. So let's so let's hold him accountable. Like we're not saying he went out there and played this 5,500, 50 touchdown flawless season because he did. Matt Stafford still had Matt Stafford moments. Yeah, horrible second Let's half. just talk about let's just talk about the month of December alone. Yeah. Eight interceptions. Terrible. Three of them for, uh, pick sixes. Three of those pick sixes. Look at the game for 49ers to get in. He almost is the reason why they weren't in the Super Bowl. Right. Because he throws the interception <laughs> to uh, to Ambry Thomas, University of Michigan, and that's how the 49ers get in. So he almost cost them. He had four good games. He beat Tom Brady twice. He beat Tom Brady twice. He beat Dak. And he beat the 49ers game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, those are the four games. He had a lot of bad games. And right. nine of his – eight of his wins in the uh, regular season. Beat the cards, season. too. Give him that one. But he beat, uh, We beat the cards, though. <laughs> Who gets credit for beating the, the cards? Playoffs, he got a win. Yeah. yeah, but it's almost like giving Cleveland credit for beating the Pittsburgh. Still but he had a good game, too, Bray, be- that Monday night game. He had a good game, that playoff Monday night game. But they were terrible. I know. The Cardinals checked yeah, out. Like, I get it. Like, Kyle, Kyler Murray, he had one of the worst performances yeah. of a quarterback in the playoff. Yeah. And I know he's new. I know he's his first like a game. Quarterback. Don't get me wrong. A lot of not the first-time quarterbacks have had bad games. So, you know, that's no no knock to you. But it, they were bad. You know what I'm saying? They were terrible. So, I can't give him that one as a win. Plus, he was 13-17. That was a defensive yes, win. Von no Miller question. and Aaron Donald Ball. He had four good games. So, we're not crowning Matt Stafford at all. We're just saying he's changed the narrative. He he still has that Matt Stafford in him, but he's legitimately more patient. Right. He lets the game come to him more, and he's still only thirty three. Like that's the thing that I just realized last year, last week. I'm like thirty three. He has a lot of Got time. Twelve more years in exactly him. <laughs> in, a, in a comfortable situation right. with good players, good energy, living good, good in L. A. Man, air must be different out there in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, the Pacific Southwest. We know that. Uh, Alex Haggerty says very happy for Stafford. Our draft pick in the Rams barely changes now, so there's no reason to not really be happy about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tammy Chin says I'm happy for Stafford. Adam had some hilarious tweets. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd say the majority of people are happy for Stafford, and I'm not not happy for Stafford, yeah. but I'm also disappointed. You're different. Yeah. I, to me, he's the best quarterback the Lions have ever had. I've said that at nauseum, and people still think, Bobby I'm, Lane. People still think I'm a hater. But I'll acknowledge he's the best we ever had. He just wasn't good enough here. Yeah, I think because you and I have actually gotten to this before. You and I have talked about it. Yeah. I, I think it's a mixture of things. Like, he wasn't as good as he could be because of the inconsistency like yep inconsistency man and just continuously changing things over people don't know how much that weighs leadership. on mind the psyche yep. leadership like you're looking at different guys i give you an example when i was in cleveland like everybody was rotating it was new off with the exception of joe thomas 
Like every other day, it was a new right tackle. It was a new uh, center. There was a new right guard. There was a new wide receiver. It was a new tight end. Like I remember my 08 year, 2008, everybody got hurt. I looked up at one point in the huddle. We were playing the Tennessee Titans. It was a Monday night game. And I looked up, and Bruce Gradkowski was a quarterback. I was like, who the F is this? <laughs> like literally, he came in, and he got in the huddle. I'm like, who the F is this? And then, like, it literally was like that. When you go through that change and you don't know anybody, you don't have that rhythm, that vibe, it messes with you. And it's tough, man, not to mention the Lions, they're negligent back then. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it did show one thing, that we definitely had some warts that need to be taken care of, and we still do as a football team. So hopefully the Lions get it together. I, I, I'm glad we're sitting here this year, though, and not last year. Right. Because if this was happening to the Lions last year and we didn't feel any type of positive momentum, this would be crushing. Absolutely crushing if we still had Patricia going into next <laughs> year and we didn't know. At least now you can feel good. Like, we're on the right track. Some optimism. This is leading to the right thing, and we're going to use the assets we got from Stafford to hopefully build this thing out the proper way. Here's a good question, man. I wonder what one person is thinking today. When he woke up today, wherever he's standing, if he's in Birmingham right now, or if he's in LA right now, what was Jared Goff thinking this morning when he woke up? I was thinking about that yesterday, him watching Excellent. the game. Is he that, rooting for his boys, or is he like, uh, That's a real question. Like, yeah. you, like, you're like, damn. I think he's rooting for him. You think so? I do. But Has you he, know what? He's the player. Braylon's the player. He could tell you. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think deep down in places he doesn't want to talk about, he's like F. Matt Stafford, yeah. Sean McVay, and the whole Rams organization. Well, I don't blame him on McVay. But, but higher up, he's cheering for his boy. He's cheering for him. But deep down, he's like F all of that. Yeah, I, listen, I, I never played in the NFL. I never yeah. played at that level. But, you know, I've worked in the entertainment industry for a long time in radio, and I've gotten popped from a radio job before. Hell yeah. And it's not that you're rooting for that station to taper off. Yeah. But you're like, all right. Without me, let's hope they kind of underachieve a little, but you're still rooting for your friends that work there. So, I, like, I can get both sides of it because it's like, man, screw that station. But, you know, my boy's cool. I want him to do yeah. well. But everybody else can fail. Hey, we got some good Play. sound coming up after the break. I got uh, Nate Burleson, former teammate and one of the best in the biz on NFL Network and CBS, CBS. Morning yeah. Show, talking about Stafford and, of course, Dan Orlovsky. Wait oh, yeah. Wait to see what he did this morning. But going back to that, you're absolute. I love Dan Orlovsky, but I love Dan Orlovsky. I got you covered. When I was with uh, when I was with the New York Jets, those two years, back to back AFC championships, uh, well, AFC championship game appearances. Excuse me. I literally thought that's where I was going to be for the rest of my life. Like I thought that was it, man. I thought I was going to be a. I thought I was going to be gang gang for the rest of my life. I thought I was going to wear those ugly colors. <laughs> for the rest of my life in green and white. And then when they decided to sign San Antonio Holmes uh, and not bring me back in the 2011 season, I was like, F the Jets. Like, literally, like I didn't want to watch them. I wanted them to lose. That next year, Plaxico Burris, they struggled. They haven't been to the playoffs since. I love the Jets. I consider myself a Jet. But at the same time, I am happy that they struggled after I left. So that's how it is sometimes. And we'll be back right after this. My name is Stick filling in for Ryan Armani. That is Braylon Edwards. And this is Woolworth Sports. Bottom line. Bottom line. What's the over-under? Should I tease? Who is the lock of the night? Make sure you're watching Woodward Bets to get the latest in sports betting and more. Woodward Bets, daily on Woodward Sports. 
I'll tell you who's drinking some Gypsy Vodka right about now. It has to be the Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, and definitely Kelly Stafford. Gypsy Vodka, Michigan's own gluten-free. Oh, my God, this stuff is so good. And it's good because it's corn distilled six times using artesian spring water. This stuff is the stuff of dreams. 54 members went into making this stuff. And guess what? On 5-0, Adam and Mike got it right. Try Gypsy Vodka today. Go down to your local neighborhood liquor store. Ask for Gypsy Vodka. Tell them Braylon sent you. Actually, tell them Sticks sent you. You might get a discount if you do it that way. Remember, if you're going to drink, if you're going to turn up for the Super Bowl, get some Gypsy Vodka, but make sure you do it. I safe. got that apple pie vodka, too. I know, right? Oh, man, apple pie. That just so sounds like something. delicious. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Gypsy Vodka. First things first, Dan is uh, played with Matthew Stafford for many years. If you just Last week, you brought props. Uh, no, is no there going props. to be a celebration? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Last week, I was allowed to be a child yeah. on national television. Yeah. It, it's about Matthew. It's not about me. Good, good. The heck with that. Oh, no. This is the victory lap. We're running around the studio. I'm going through the whole joint. He's a stat pattern. He can't win the big game. You can't trust him. He's never won in the big moment. Here's the victory lap for America. Okay. Very well done. All right. Now I'll be an adult. Dan is excited. <laughs> is there anybody more excited than Dan Orlowski for Matthew Stafford. I mean, outside of Kelly Stafford, I think Dan Orlowski would have jumped on him on the field with the full leg hug, too. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. It's the Woodward Sports Network. That was audio of Dan Orlowski this morning. And you should have heard him going in on Stephen A. Smith, too. And by the way, everybody's him. commenting about your Stephen A. Smith impressions. I think it was really good. You may want to bring that back a couple more times, that. Braylon. I appreciate this is my it. You didn't even yell. You just did a soft right. voice. The only Stephen A. I got head. is lay off the weed. <laughs> That's the only Stephen A. Smith impression I got. I love Dan walking, running through all those studios. That it almost great. looked like he was running out of the end zone. Well, I'm that telling you, he's been uh, carrying and waving <laughs> this flag. I saw what you did there. <laughs> I saw what you did there. He's been waving the Stafford yeah. flag for a year, and for him to be able to actually plant that thing in the ground and be like, I was right, yeah. it's got to feel good for him. The big thing with, with Dan Orlowski, one, Dan knows his stuff. We've had him on once before. We will have him on again in the future. He knows his stuff, man. He's researched but he also dials in from both point of views, man, as an analyst, also as a former player. It's a different thing when you've actually been around somebody. Right. And you can see things that people don't see. Like, you've been on a team with a guy, and you saw the the unfair criticism that you thought he got. You saw him every day in practice. You saw the, the, the work that he put in. You saw his work ethic. You saw how he was as a family man. You saw he really wanted to win. So when you've seen all that from Dan Oblowski and you get on there and you see him go to the Rams, you're happy. Did you see all the tweets from yeah. former Detroit Lions? It, that oh, yeah. says something. It, it's funny you say practice, too. Did you see what Carryon Johnson tweeted out about Matthew Stafford? Okay. He said, one of the highlights of my NFL career so far has been watching Matthew Stafford throw the ball in practice. Yeah. That's that's what he said. That's what he tweeted out. And obviously, you know, Quandre Diggs and everybody's showing their love to Stafford. But I thought that was interesting because it's not about gameplay. Yeah. It's not about leadership. It's about another professional athlete acknowledging, wow, this guy's amazing in practice. I think that's why you've always, not only just because they were both in the NFC North uh, for 12 years together, I think everybody always not compare Matt to Aaron Rodgers, and this is why. Both have cannons. Yep. Obviously, Matt Stafford is stronger, but they both can fit that ball in that window. Like Dan Orlowski talks about all the time, that Odell Beckham throw. And that was a thing of beauty because it was just this much time before he was going to get hit. When he takes his time, 
He relaxes. He's in a better situation. You may see him get to a point like Aaron Rodgers. The only difference between Aaron Rodgers for those years and Stafford besides three MVPs is the patience and the confidence and the relaxability. My dad says this all the time about Stafford. Stafford trusts his arm so much in Detroit a lot. He made a lot of throws he shouldn't make because he had that much confidence. He was that arrogant about his throat, but his arm. Now you take your chance, you take your time, you be patient, you get throws where they are, and you don't take the chance that you don't have to take. That's why Aaron Rodgers is so good. Aaron to see a situation like, no, nah, I'm not going over there. I can't get the ball there. You know what? I just throw the ball right here to Aaron Rod. I mean, uh, uh, AJ Dillon out the backfield, like Aaron Jones out the backfield. Right. You know? That's what Aaron. That's what Matt Stafford is starting to get to. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Well, let's hear what Nate Burleson had to say about Matthew Stafford too, and check out this graphic. Shout out to our boy Roman for Ooh, making that graphic. That. By the way, Roman is a bad a dude. New king has been crowned in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> well, let's check out what Nate Burleson had to say about Matthew Stafford today. Man, shout out to the Detroit Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about them making the Super Bowl. Uh, But no, you know, just think about this for a second. If Matthew Stafford played like Patrick Mahomes did in that second half, where he's a little bit erratic, you know, some balls got away from him, that interception late in the game, we would be lighting Matthew Stafford up this morning. That would be the talk of the table. Well, we'll see. That, that's Matthew being Matthew again. Well, this, is, this is what we were waiting for. We knew that Matthew Stafford couldn't play big in big moments. He's quieted all of that. Now all of those critics, all those naysayers, shh, just sit back and relax and enjoy the fact that he shut everybody up. He was fantastic. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been as consistent as any other QB throughout this postseason. And and I love the fact that there is a a part of the Detroit fan base that is enjoying this moment. I mean, this is as Detroit of a Super Bowl as it gets. I mean, we we have Matthew Stafford, and then we also got Eminem at halftime. Man, Detroit, stand up. Everybody from the 313, put your... All right, no, I'm not going to get into my B-Rabbit mode. But um, I, I I do appreciate the fact that Matthew Stafford has proven to everybody that he was worth trading for. Because this wasn't about bringing Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams so they can have a good regular season, make the playoffs, make a good run. No, they brought him there to win a Super Bowl. One more game left. We'll see if they can do it. Erlison taking it back to the shelter with everybody, everybody from the 313. <laughs> Put, Put your, your mother hands up and, and follow, follow me. me. One, he was a little heavy on the cleaver. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a banner that the Lions will sh- soon share in Ford Field. 2021 season Super Bowl champion with the asterisks. By a former quarterback. Uh, by our former quarterback. <laughs> That's kind of like uh, Central Florida announcing themselves as the national champions. Uh, that hangs next to dagger time. Yeah, that and a 100 yard rusher once. Shout out to Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson is a friend very damn good at what he does oh. damn good at his job and the nickelodeon broadcast he oh, crushes too that? i love those that um, just a bad pizza delivery guy yeah <laughs> was it, was do it you pizza? still believe that story i can't I, so many people ask me about yeah. it my wife I mean, my friend and i were talking about it and my wife's like what are you talking about yeah the pizza the, the then pizza the joel thing. zumaya hurting his self-playing guitar hero. i know like those two stories in detroit lore matt like, anderson throwing the octopus yeah get blowing out his arm but out. you know what happens it goes to when we talk about with ab it talk uh, uh, A.B., Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Schilling goes to like and likability. Everyone loves Nate Bros. Oh, yeah. Nate Bros. is a stand-up guy, so you know what? You either act like it never happened or you give him the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, man, 
Everybody was waiting for Stafford all playoffs to be Stafford. This people are still waiting in the Super Bowl for Stafford to they look like. They want to laugh at him because they, they want to say, yeah. "I told you." They yeah. want to do the Braylon. They want to laugh. At Listen, him. I'm kind of one of those guys, yeah. man. Like, not that I think Stafford's awful, but I've had many conversations that listen. He's got to win the Super Bowl to get yeah. it done, and every time he gets closer, it's like, oof, I think, oof, I'm gonna have to shut the hell up soon. I think you got to shut up now. No. To, I think you guys. No. I think you guys set up now. I'm not he's shutting already, up. No, he's already there. He, no, he's he's 75 percent of the Hold way on. there. Nah, nah, he nah, won bull. three playoff games. Great, he won three playoff games. He can't win Go- a playoff golf. game. No, I never said he couldn't win a playoff game. I actually said it, it, right. we expected him to win a right. playoff. I, this is. I think this is where people get my hate for my expectations. I expected Stafford to win at least two playoff games. I expect, Did I expect, I expect him to get to the sure, Super Bowl? Yeah. That's the job he had when he went out there because that's what they traded right. for. But I don't hate Matthew Stafford. I just am I'm standing firm on this. He must win a Super Bowl in L.A. for that trade to pay off for L.A. Getting there. Why? You have next year yes, and the year after. And I'm not discounting those years. I'm saying, but eventually you have to win the big game. He has an opportunity this year. I think his odds are yeah. great. I tweeted that out yesterday against Cincinnati. I, I favor win. them. And they're favored by what? Three and a half yeah. points yeah. at home. He should win. He should win. Yes. Keyword should. He but, should win. But so should Patrick But to Mahomes, me, he's didn't. not there yet. We can celebrate right. that he won the first playoff game. Great. That was a lazy playoff game against the team that the that Lions. One. The, the playoff game against Tom Brady so, definitely deserves so credit. Snatch. Yeah. What if Stafford so, throws for so 400 he, yards, four touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and but Joe Burrow throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns? You're going to count that against Stafford? He didn't get the job done. It's not. He's not playing defense. See, we can't. <laughs> we can't do this. It's, yeah. it's like people that say wins aren't a quarterback stat. Well, Stafford won three playoff games this year, so are wins a quarterback stat? Do you blame Josh Allen for the uh, for losing to uh, Patrick Mahomes? No, okay. I don't. But at the, the end of the day, is Josh Allen playing in the Super Bowl? No. So the, I no, guarantee, if you ask Josh Allen if this year was a failure for them, he'd yeah. say yes. I, no, I agree because with that. Because he called tails. <laughs> I know, right? That's terrible. Stupid coin. I agree with you on that one. It's funny though, because if Matt Stafford, if that, if, if that's why guys play defense as opposed to offense, that interception that he dropped, oh, that's why guys play DB and not wide receiver. That. I literally tweeted that. But isn't it crazy if that guy catches that and they win that game? It's almost like everything that Stafford did up to that point. Yep. Slowly flutters out the window. Well, and that's what we're talking about—the thin legacy. Yeah. You know, like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Patrick. Patrick Mahomes had a bad half, and now all of a sudden. What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? You know, like your legacy is so thin in the NFL. But back to that interception, Braylon. Has there ever been a moment in a game where you were that wide open and the ball's just coming at you and you're overthinking and you drop it? Hey, thanks for putting me on blast there, buddy. No, No, I'm asking. You can tell me no. (laughs) Uh, Two moments. Two Two moments? One, one, the light got my eye. Uh-huh. But it was dropped. So it was, no, no, it no, was no, the no, reflection no. from swamp gas no, from Mars. <laughs> Mez, you've been to you've been to the Sky Dome. Oh yeah, Sky Dome is the Easy worst. Easy to lose it. Sky Dome is the worst lighting for football games. It's the dumbest thing ever. So this is my first year. I just got traded to uh, to the uh, Jets. This is probably game four. We're playing in the Sky Dome. We're in Toronto. And was that for Buffalo? It was Buffalo because they they, they couldn't play at home. They were playing in Toronto. No, at the time? because they, no, they played it one game there a year. Oh, Remember right. they used to do the one game a year. Yeah. So I noticed that when we go bunch coverage, the the, the the DB plays off, plays real loose, chills, doesn't follow me all the way. So I tell Brian Schottenheimer, I say, yo, if we go bunch split and run like just a little bit of a hint and run a go route, I guarantee it be wide open. He listened to me and we ran it. So I ran like a, like a little stem release and gave him a little nod right there. Took off. I'm 
wide open. This would be 90 yards, longest touchdown in any time of my life. Them lights, I couldn't see nothing. And oh. so I'm like, put my hands where the ball was, hit my face mask, and, oh. and bounced off. Oh, and T.O. and I was laughing about it during the TV time. He was like, man, you got to catch that 17. <laughs> so that right. was he Thanks, one. He was at the Bills at the time. Yeah, That's right. so that was one. The light got in my eye, but hell, you know what? Got to make the catch. One that I just really dropped, the same similar play when I was at the Browns, and I was wide open middle of the field against the Ravens. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm about to – Oh, shit, I forgot to catch the ball. So it's terrible feeling. Go ahead, Mark, that sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a terrible feeling when you do it. Yeah, you're trying to catch it. You relax when it's easy. Right. Like when you're in that moment where it's just wide open, you're like, oh, this is too easy. And then you drop it. So it's well, tough. you see it all the time with wide receivers. Like right. when they're wide open, they turn before they catch the ball. Just they're because trying to there's nobody around me. I got to get this Look extra Look at that kid Skoranek yesterday from yeah. Notre Dame. Wide the, open in yeah, the end zone. Yeah, that one was tough because he was looking over here and it wound up over here. Nah, you know, that, that's still, still a tough. Still, nobody right. Yeah, well, Cup dropped one uncharacteristically, yeah, too. He did. He did. That's uh, two games in a row. By too. the way, you're worried about the one word he threw? How do you how do you even look at Adams? How do you do how do you do Bay Dude's show? <laughs> oh, I, what do you yeah, do? It's, it's, Adam Adam won't stop swearing. It's like it's we've an S show. Yeah, it's it, is the whole show beeped? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, our poor sound guy that has to edit it before we send it to radio. It takes about forty five minutes for Adam's show. These shows pretty good. Adam's show a little bit different, but you know wanna, we started just on the web where we could swear, and now we're on the radio, and you know we got rules now. I want to get somewhere because Sam in the booth is high. On Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best player Sam has ever seen. Sam knows his football. Sam, talk to me about what you saw out of Patrick Mahomes yesterday. What you you said what? Oh, we're going to break. When we get back, <laughs> I want you to talk about that, Sam. Go ahead, Stick. We'll do that next right here on The Bottom Line. My name is Stick. Filling in for Ryan Armani. That is the great Braylon Edwards along with Maz. And, of course, Sam and Alex. We'll hey. be right back. Wilbur Sports Network, Bottom Line. Six dark corners, a driveway and a patio, five windows that could become doors. Every house has unique security challenges. Guardian Alarm has more tech, more team, and more ways to help keep them all safe. Get a professionally designed and installed security and smart home system from Guardian Alarm. Sign up today and get a free video device. Guardian Alarm, smart right from the start. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT. Your Detroit alternative to the normal sports blah, blah, blah. It's Woodward Sports. Hey, gang, it's Maz from MyBookie.ag. It's where I put my sports wager in. Hit a couple of parlays yesterday. That's right. I had the Bengals and the under. And I had the 49ers plus three and a half and the under. Check you out. I cashed in yesterday, so thank you to MyBookie. Unfortunately for me, I couldn't use the promo code Woodward because I'm already... Uh, doing my gambling. But if you're a first-time gambler, you can use that promo code Woodward, double your first deposit, all the way to $1,000. That's right. That's money in your pocket. Put a grand in, they give you a grand. Put a hundred in, they'll give you a hundred. Use that promo code Woodward when you go to mybookie.ag. It's simple. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. If you have a gambling problem, please call the Gambling Problem Hotline, 1-800-270-7117. 
Welcome back to The Bottom Line, live on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani today. Braylon Edwards up here, and yeah, because Stafford's in the Super Bowl, we are throwing the Stafford Bowl party going on at the Brass Rail. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, you can come on down. We're going to have a whole section. Uh, The whole Woodward Sports crew is going to be there. So if you've been a part of this thing and you want to hang out and party for the Super Bowl, there's only one place to be, or we got to quit calling it the Super Bowl. It's the Stafford Bowl. Stafford Bowl. Yeah, we're going to be down there doing a live pregame from 4.30 to 6.30 right before kickoff, and then we're going to hang out at the Brass Rail. They're bringing in some big projector TVs. we got DJs coming in. Oh, it's going to be a hell of a party downtown, and you know if Stafford gets his Super Bowl, Adam's going to be down there, and I'm, I'm afraid of what he's going to bring to this party. He might have a it, live goat. Uh, eh, Speak- not after that night. <laughs> speaking, speaking of my bookie and prop bets, congratulations Thank to you. Thank you. Hitting those. Let me tell you like this. If I would have hit this one bet, I would have paid oh. for the Stafford Bowl party. You were going to buy me a bowling <laughs> I, ball. I, I don't. Exactly. I, I still buy you a bowling all ball. Right. But literally, I don't want to you know, say what the price was. Just know it was all winnings that was bet with. I was. I stood to win, what, 7200 on the easy bet. Man. Legitimately. Here's the bet. You ready for this? Jimmy G. I know this was tough. Two, 250 plus. And then Debo Samuel, 75 plus. With three possessions left in the game. Jimmy G was at 235. Oh, God. Debo was at 72. Oh. Three possessions. Just one screen. Three possessions. <laughs> Just one screen pass. Oh, my God. I, I, I needed 18 yards and three possessions. Yep. Debo took a beating. Yeah, he did. He's been taking a beating all year. And he broke down at the end of the game. And who was there for him? Oh, yeah. OBJ. Oh, yeah. Lynch. No, OBJ, OBJ came oh, over yeah, and gave OBJ him a hug. Was hugging on yeah, yeah, on the like, OBJ has turned a into a man, man overnight. Like, He's a new man. Because I was in the camp of thinking he was a problem in New York. He was right. a problem in Cleveland. But he goes there, and he doesn't have the pressure of being the number one guy. He's turned into a hell of a teammate, a tough, tough competitor. He's hugging and, his mom at the end of the and game. And like we were talking, just <laughs> he's mom, revolutionizing the possession wide receiver. Yeah, you know what, though? And I think that's – I think the criticism of OBJ has been unfair – in his career, and I'll say this: OBJ is very passionate. OBJ wanted to win. What did we just talk about with Matt Stafford? We said the situation in Detroit was very negligent. Is that not the situation with the Giants? Now I know Giants fans are still pissed about the boat trip. Don't bring that up. Mads get mad. <laughs> so obviously, I'm still mad. So obviously the boat trip. Yeah, it was a, it was, but a it was lack a, of judgment. Exactly, lack of judgment. The boat trip. Boom. Couple things on the sideline, et cetera, that's inexperienced and that's nobody's holding him accountable. So he had to learn, stub his toe. But he's always been a good guy. Yep. He's always been very passionate. He's always worked hard. There's one thing you can't say about him is those three. So sometimes you just have to get to a space where people judge you. As soon as they saw him kick that net in 2015, <laughs> that was it. Well, it's that the net punched back and gave him a black <laughs> it, it, eye. Like, you can't lose a fight to a net. It whooped him. And then he's very, you know, he dances and he does that. Yep. And sometimes people just want you to be seen and not heard. They want you to score touchdowns. And be I like think the Barry, worst thing that Barry ever Sanders. happened to him was the one-hand catch. The worst thing? That's the I best, do. That's the best thing that I, ever I, happened to him. I disagree because uh, I think he changed after that. Uh, uh, no, he, he nah, was always he, a diva coming out of college and everything. You should have seen him and Jarvis Landry dancing well, I'm a in college. Fan, all right? but I'm, that's, I'm taking it from the Giants' point of yeah. view. But here. that set him in like, – well, the Giants didn't do right by any of their players, not just him. But that set him in motion for, like, life. Right. Like he's a story icon player for that moment. That catch was amazing. Well, Sam, we uh, talked about your love for Patrick Mahomes right before we went to break. And Fifteen. I, w- I want to hear your explanation about Mr. Yeah, Patrick break Mahomes. The game and down what do you too. say about your boy blowing it in the second Sam, half? My man, Sam, what you got for me on Patrick Mahomes? Don't worry, I'll let you go. 
I gotta level with you guys. I'm devastated. <laughs> I was devastated last night and it hasn't gotten any better. I can't explain what happened in the second half. I can't defend it. He didn't look like himself. He was one of the worst combinations you can be. He was tentative yet reckless. I've never seen him like that. He threw two interceptions. He was missing wide open receivers. Maybe not wide open receivers, but like not putting him, hitting him in the hands. And he had a 21-3 lead and it all started. Ooh. It all started Andy with- Andy Reid. <laughs> well, he, he wasn't great either, but it all started on the, on the one yard line when they didn't, I believe if they would have got that touchdown, that would have been the kill shot. It would have yep. been 28 to 10. Even if they get a field goal. Kill shot. Yes, it would have been the kill shot. Maybe not a field goal, the kill shot, but 21 to 10. I actually tweeted the Chiefs let the Chiefs just let the Bengals back in the game, and they did. And I was worried from then on. I can't defend it, but I'm not going to let people say that he still doesn't have a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He already is. Yes, his first four seasons, and here I am going going to defend him. Arguably the best start to a career anyone has ever had. Still, still. Four divisions, four AFC Championship game appearances, one Super Bowl win, and another Super Bowl appearance, and an MVP, and another year in 2020 where he probably could have won it. So, but he definitely did drop the ball in the second half, and I am still absolutely devastated. I didn't want to come in today, but I always <laughs> got to be here. I see you. Woodward Sports. Thanks for toughing it out with so, us today, Sam. So, so, so shout out to my man Sam over there. I appreciate you for saying that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Before I go here, I got I got to get love to my man Patrick Mahomes. Just in this, just in the sense, you know, four times in a row he's been in the AFC Championship. All were home field advantages. Two times he was number one seed. Two times he was number two seed. That's neither there. That's neither there nor there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one one Super Bowl, and he was two offensive linemen away from winning enough. But, but that's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> what I want to talk about is he just wasn't there yesterday. Like I saw four plays, and let me tell you the four plays I'm talking about. He sounds just like Stephen A. Smith, man. It's no, 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 no. You gotta be honest. You gotta, you gotta be honest. <laughs> You know when he does this Superb. thing where he goes one way and reverses and goes up. What the hell is that? What is that? <laughs> he did it four times. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, but being honest, though, he just really. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, I can't do it too, but I got I to gotta save it. But he did that thing where he literally goes one way, spins out and goes the other way. He did that four times and three of them ended up being sacked. He just looked like. He did. He was a lackluster. Like, I don't know what was going on, but either he didn't take the Cincinnati Bengals serious, either he didn't take the game serious, or maybe he was injured. I dare something come out about some injuries. I'm not giving that. As Everybody's an injured at this point in the season. Everybody's right? been injured since August. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it just looked different. Like he just, if you're gonna call somebody great, which he he's almost great. Borderline, like, right? Yeah, he's he, he's almost great. Um, you you gotta be accountable to that greatness you got to be accountable to that moment when you do one reverse spin and it doesn't work then it's where you got to tell yourself i can't do that stuff again etc cetera, etc cetera. he just he was the reason for a lot of the inconsistencies of the offense in the second half it's just crazy to see his fall from greatness because like we were talking earlier in the show you know he wins that super bowl last year it's my god this guy yeah. is the best quarterback we've ever seen in the nfl period yeah. and then two back-to-back -back games in the playoffs just kind of 
Yeah, you know, it seems like the defense has figured them out. Like last year, I thought Tampa Bay changed that man. Like they changed the way they play. And then, you know, you see the Bengals kind of institute some of what uh, Tampa Bay did last year in this year's playoffs and shut them down in the second half. Just really bizarre to start off a first half like that on fire. You know, 250 yards, three touchdowns. You have 21 to three and then just nothing. No momentum. It all just goes away. It went away from Jared McKinnon, too, which I really wasn't a fan of at all. The interesting thing about it is if he just would have had that game yesterday where he he took a deuce in the second <laughs> half you can say you know what it happens right i've seen brady take a deuce in the second half of an afc championship game against peyton manning and a couple other times so it happens but it's not just this game go back to the season when patrick mahomes when they went on that eight game winning streak excuse me seven when they because they lost to uh what the, the Bengals. they lost to the Bengals. when they went on that seven game winning streak they didn't go on it because of him they went on it because they figured the defense out. Chris Jones, Bolton, Ingram, uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. They were playing really well on defense. wasn't because of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a game that we realized and we said, oh, I recognize that guy. That's him. Until the second to last game of the season. And then he had it against Pittsburgh. Does Pittsburgh really count? And then he had it in the second round. He struggled all year. And the crazy thing about it, he still top five in every category in the league. He was a horrible fantasy quarterback yeah, this year. Terrible. Horrible. Man. People that took him really early, and I'm, I know fantasy, who cares? I just wanted to make I a care. mention of it, but you want to say one thing, it's good that he's not there anymore. That we don't have to see Brittany or Jackson Mahomes <laughs> oh my anymore God. this year. Oh, Goodbye, of... good riddance. Oh, man. Like, I, just get a life. I need, no, he needs to get a job. That's what he needs. He needs to get a job. What you need to do is get yourself a job. You need to get a job, man. Personally, <laughs> wouldn't be doing that to you. Oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, I was dad, I was hoping some Bengals fans found Britney yesterday and just sprayed her with champagne and saying, I can do what I want. Did I can they do, do that to her? I was hoping. Oh, I was hoping. That would have been nice. Champagne shower the hell out of that girl. Uh, so, Braylon, we were talking about maybe some people leaving, and you're a Michigan man, and there's a Michigan man that may be on his way out. And I think a lot of people in the chat want to hear. He's a double Michigan man. Yeah, want to hear your opinion about it and your perspective on it. So we're going to talk a little Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Coming up next, my name is Stick Filling for Ryan Armani. That is Braylon Edwards. And this is Wolves Sports Network. The bottom line. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more, from large luxury homes to starter homes. We will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, Make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. Comerica Park, sunshine, the crack of the bat. More sunshine, warmth. We're almost there, Detroit. Summer 2022 will be the summer of Woodward Sports. We just gotta make it through this damn cold first. Planet Fitness is home of the Judgment Free. Actually, hey. let, let me start over. There we Shout go. Shout out to the Planet Fitness studio. We got the studio done on Friday, man, and it looks amazing. You can see it down there in the screen to the right. Great studio. I like the color. Brings out the brown in my eyes, man. You know what I'm saying? But Planet Fitness is home of the judgment-free zone where you can work out in a non-intimidating, judgment-free atmosphere. I don't know about you. I like to do my own thing. Don't want to be bothered. And that's what Planet Fitness allows you to do. Membership is just $10 a month. Only $10? Only $10. That's right, Hell Sam. yeah. $10. <laughs> and, or you can get the black card for $22.99. 
You want to know about the That's black what Jay-Z card? What Jay Z has? Uh, he ain't the only one. Uh, <laughs> black card members enjoy the use of amenities such as unlimited tanning, Alex, hydro massage, massage chairs, Maz. That's for you. We gotta get you the massage chair right there, man. All right. Massage chairs and total body enhancement, along with access to over two thousand locations worldwide and unlimited guest privileges. Join today in club or online at www.planetfitness.com. No matter where you are, there is a Planet Fitness by you. Right now, $0 down, $10 a month. Planet Fitness. Yeah, and you mentioned we got our new studio wrap done. That was done by Sticker Genius. They came in, and these guys were machines. They knocked this out in literally like 12 hours. It was crazy. Oof. Friday, right after the show, I was here. we tore down everything. You I was saw giving good moral kind. Yeah, yeah. I was cracking yeah, you were, jokes. You were coaching. You were motivating yeah, I us. I painting and priming, but I was, you know. Alex Mayer, got to give him a shout-out for being an absolute champion. Nick Staying late Friday night. Nick Leach, Nick Joey, um, and Sticker Genius came in here, and they did a great job. Uh, if you see, you can see right behind Braylon. The Planet yeah. Fitness sticker is perfect. The Woodward Sports sticker. If you look at Sam's booth, you see they wrapped the whole inside. If you yeah. look at Alex Mayer's booth, you can see they wrapped the whole inside. I mean, this whole studio, yeah. they redid, and they did a great job. So shout out to Sticker Genius for coming in clutch and helping us with this new design. And thank you for Planet Fitness for sponsoring the new studio. Planet Fitness. This is the Woodward Sports Network, the bottom line. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Ermani. That is Braylon Edwards. And it's time to talk some Michigan. Let's Michigan football. Jim Harbaugh rumored this weekend, or actually not rumored, confirmed this weekend that he was up in Minnesota or had a Zoom with Minnesota talking to them about their current head coach vacancy. And here's a tweet that was put out by Jeremy Fowler. It says, Jim Harbaugh conveyed legitimate interest in the Vikings head coaching job during his interview with the team per source. With Minnesota coming away feeling Harbaugh is ready for a return to the NFL. As of now, he is still considered in the mix for that job. He wants now, out, man. Now, Braylon. Maz, you think he wants out? Braylon? Totally. You think he wants out? So, the whole time we've been talking about this, I said I don't think he's going to go. Okay. And I've just been watching it come out. I've been waiting week to week. We're on, what, day 40 of the Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan watch. And before I really uh, broke the situation down, I'm like, he's not going anywhere. Him and his wife, they're comfortable. He's got Michigan right where they want him to be. He's 58. He's cool. He's comfortable. He wants his son. Ultimately, he wants Jay Harbaugh to be the head coach. Like That's the lineage that he wants to pass down. Okay. So it just seems like an easy just stay, just chill. You don't want to go back there. Also, you go to the NFL, you could be gone two years later. So why leave a great situation when you can go two years Get canned. Now you're knocking on wars. They're like, hey, man, y'all still got that job. <laughs> you know, is it cool if I come back? So I was thinking about it from that standpoint. And also, every time they mentioned them, they mentioned the Raiders. Didn't, it, it didn't seem like there was the interest that we thought. Right. They mentioned the Dolphins. Stephen Ross said no, but now it's still kind of floating around. Yeah, they, is that kind of a slow play for the Dolphins? It's kind of That's like, what I'm feeling. It's kind of like when Tom Brady says, uh, yeah, 45, it's a, it's, a, it's a deflection. But they mentioned the Bears in one phone conversation. It's like they just keep mentioning teams. I think now I think he wants to leave, but the problem is, is he going to be able to? I think for Jim. He's nervous about what that Michigan team is going to be in moving forward because they're losing a lot. They lost four, co they lost three coaches so far as offseason. You lost a lot of talent, a lot of players. I don't think he thinks he can re uh, duplicate what he did this year. So now he's clamoring to get out because it's the right time. He did everything he said he was going to do at Michigan, so now is the right time to get out. Only problem is, do, does people, do they really want him? Yeah, I was wondering what that was. A ghost in here. Yeah, rats in the wall or something? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> I, don't mess with, I don't mess with rats. Y'all can do the rest of the show what by yourself. What is that? 
Uh, I think the office is right there too. Oh yeah, the bank right behind yeah, us. The bank office. That's what right happens there. when you're right here in downtown Birmingham, yeah. right here on Woodward. But finish your thought, Braylon. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just that saying. Was distracting. No, I think it's one of those situations where he did everything he said he was going to do. There's inconsistencies, a lot of questions about what's going to happen with this year coming up. So he's like, shoot, you know what? I got to get out of here. Plus, I want to get back to the NFL. Like it didn't go so well. It didn't end the way I wanted it to in uh, 2014, so or 2015. So I think he's trying to get out. The only problem is, does anybody really, really want him? Because of like Hondo said, yep. he wears coaches, players, and the building. Out. Mike McDonald, he bailed. He went over to his brother, John Harbaugh, where he originally came from. Yeah. It's it's every man for himself right now at Michigan. I think Jim is – he wants out for sure. Otherwise, wouldn't he have signed already, Brian? Because there is a deal out there. Am I not right? Yeah, there is a deal out there right now, and this is uh, coming from our man John. You, Bacon. What's up, John? Says that there is a deal on the table. It's not more than Mel Tucker, but it is a serious That's offer. That's so dumb, though, that they're not even going to match the Mel Tucker deal. But here's Maybe they're the, waiting for help. But here's the interesting Matt took the words on my mind. I think they bought their deal from the University of Michigan, War Manual, the Regents. They bought what they were going to pay, and now, like Matt said, they're waiting for Stephen Ross, Ross or <laughs> uh, Fred Wilpon. You know, insert one of Michigan's 90 million Some billionaires. Deep pockets. I think he's. they're waiting for that to happen, but Harbaugh's trying to get the hell out of there. Um, you brought up the point that Harbaugh, sometimes his message gets worn out after a while, and um, Alex is throwing this up right now. Buyout for Michigan football head coach Jim Harbaugh, who recently interviewed for the vacant head coach position of the Minnesota Vikings, would only be $1.5 million. And that's because he restructured his contracts right. when they weren't doing so well last year. Um, but with Jim Harbaugh, you brought up the point that his message it wears on people. Wouldn't that benefit him to stay on college, though, because you're getting a cycle of kids every year? Like, every four years, you're yeah. overturning your entire roster right in the nfl it's not that way so you may have a guy coaching six seven years you're coaching the same player doesn't the message get lost <laughs> earlier on that guy than the college kid or is it because they're a pro that they'll probably handle that message a little bit better over time so two things one it's not necessarily the message that gets worn out it's how he wears players out in terms of the long hours like the extra work that they do okay. like the way he talk like the way in which he talks to players the way in which they practice the way in which they wear full pads all year long like good teams they wear full pads like once a week in the first three seasons in the first three weeks after that it's shorts and shells and you kind of you know guy by so you guys don't get injured you take care of yourself so more of a, from a physical and mental standpoint he just beats you down and beats you down. Do you think you could play but, for him? Huh? Do you think you could play for him? I did. I mean, do you think you'll play for him now, the way he is now? No, nah, man, I knee hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he's gotten better as it relates to that. You saw the players liked him this year. So I think he's gotten better. But the other thing is, Maz brings this up all the time. If you're in college now, you legitimately are recruiting the kids on your team every year. Right. You gotta you gotta you gotta persuade them transfer not to portal. leave, not to jump in the transfer portal. Like that gets to be annoying. You gotta recruit, you gotta go into these living rooms. And he's fifty eight, I don't wanna go in these living rooms anymore. I don't wanna be dealing with these young kids. Then not only that, who else do you gotta deal with? Their parents. Right. Worst. The parents are the problem. Little Billy's not playing. Well, like, tell little Billy to hit playing. the damn weight room. Exactly. So I think from that standpoint, Harbaugh's like Man, I can go to the NFL and I have to deal with this stuff. I, I've done everything I said I was going to do for Michigan. He didn't say he was going to win the national championship. He said he'd be the Ohio State win the Big Ten. So he's done – and he said he will win 
at a higher clip than they have been winning at. He's done everything he said he wanted to. It's a lot of inse- a lot of uh, questions about next year. I'm out. So you think me, he's gone? If somebody will have him, okay. Yeah. The jobs are what we got seven jobs left. Yeah, I think seven the main the main three uh, the main three are Miami, uh, now Minnesota, and we were thinking Las Vegas, but it looks like they're going Josh Maybe McDaniel, Jacksonville. right? No, Would you want to go to, after Urban? That may be the <laughs> ultimate slap in the face I to go know, turn right? that around. And, and then have success. Yeah. They're not hiring a college no, coach. No, not at all. Good point. I hear that Brian Flores is in Houston today, and he might Ooh. not get out the door. That, that, yeah. If I'm Houston, I'm whatever yeah. Brian Flores needs to stay, he's, he's not leaving him Houston. Him and Nick I will Casario, lock him. the GM, got a good thing going together. So we'll see. I'll let Paul if Wall come over, hang Paul out with him, give, give him his own grill, pay him off, whatever I got to do to keep that man. Chameleon there. Yeah. I'm put Chameleon there. <laughs> Riding dirty. You see me rolling. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever he has to do to stay in Houston, that's yeah. their best look at a new coach. Man. I'm just nervous for Michigan going forward now. I think, uh, especially what they did to Ohio State this year, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to watch that game next year if, if Harbaugh and, and that crew isn't on that sideline. I'm not sure if I want to watch it even though he's on that sideline. After I'm, the I'm whole a being nervous. born on third comment. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a little, <laughs> I'm a little nervous going forward. I'm not nervous about the offense. They still have three of their starting offensive linemen are returning. They also picked up uh, Virginia Center from last year, who he was up for the Remington. Yep. Imagine being right. up for an award, the best player in the country, and leaving that school to go to a new one. So they pick up him as a center. That's going to be a hell of a pickup for them. You still got two tight ends that are really good schoolmaker as well as all. You bring back Ronnie Bell. You're going to start J.J. McCarthy. Donovan Edwards. You got Donovan Edwards yeah. and Corm in the backfield. Wait a minute, you're starting J.J.? You got and, oh, oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Cam took you to the Final Four. Get him out. It doesn't matter. So Stay did, out. So did, J, so, so did Jalen Hurts. Okay. You, know, you got to like, – your job is to win. Like, when you, enter, when you talk to kids and you're bringing them in, the conversation that you have with them is, hey, look, you're going to come to this school. You're going to get an opportunity to start. Like, we love you, but you got to prove it. Like, that's what Nick Saban tells guys. Hell, uh, what's his name uh, uh, from Kentucky? Cal- Calipari? Yeah. yeah. Calipari tells his players every year, look, you got one year. He said, because I'm going to have another five cats from uh, the McDonald's All-American game. So, you be- you better one and done it. You know what I'm saying? It's not promised. Literally five cats, wild cats. What? <laughs> Matt's on a roll today, man. He's on a roll today. Dad jokes galore today. But good dad jokes. Yeah, man. It's like one of those situations like Calipari. He's like, hey, you know, I don't know, man. All right. Well, we'll find out what happens with Jim Harbaugh when we find out what happens with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I kind of think he's using this NFL as kind of a money play. But if Michigan says they already have money on the table and he's he's not turning it down but not accepting it. Well, don't forget, they don't have an NIL deal yet. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the real key. How, how the hell is that possible I, I, at the University of Michigan with all the money that I, flows through I don't that think they place? They want to pay their players uh, like these other schools are paying. They'll pay little. You're gonna let but a state college a outspend you, Michigan? A state college? Michigan is very arrogant. Man. They are, man. Michigan's Jeez. always been arrogant. I told you the Lloyd Carr story. It's just how Michigan is cut. And Word in Oakland, by the way, not Oakland. Vegas is that they'll sign their, they'll have their press conference today with Rich Josh Pasashi. McDaniel. Well, Rich Passage is, is, is uh, somewhere else. Where did he go? Where'd he, go? he is going to Jags. Yep. They're He's interviewing re- him. They're talking to Rich Passage. If I'm Rich Passage, like, I don't know if I'm going to go there and try to turn it around. I might stay as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> no, in Vegas I'm taking and- my head coaching job. <laughs> Me like, too. Come on. You saw what I could do with half the season and the turmoil you got that Trevor the Raiders Lawrence, had. Man. And, uh, yeah, well, that's yet to be seen what Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah, I mean, you just had you had pieces that were ready. Max Crosby, insert player here that the Vegas Raiders had, and they were good. You got to go down there to Jacksonville. It's, 
I don't know enough about Rich Passaccia to know if he can go down to the Jacksonville Jaguars and turn that around. What I do know about him is that his team in Vegas loves him. I, he did that job well. He loves Derek Carr. They work well together. Yep. I know that. I don't know enough to know if he could turn that organization around. Well, speaking of guys that are growing and speaking of guys that we love, Cade Cunningham had a pretty decent game last Trips. night for the Detroit Pistons. Trips. And uh, we're running short on time, so we're going to spend a quick segment on that, and then we're going to get to Maz's videos of the day we coming call up this next. Basket, we call this Braylon's basketball hey, man, we gotta There we that, go. Man. So we, we, we got to save that. We got to save that. <laughs> we'll do that next right here on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Stick, filling in for Ryan Armani. That is Braylon Edwards. And this is The Bottom Line. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. We're Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risks, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. Follow us everywhere. Just search Woodward Sports on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, IG, and more. More, 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 more. SMA has been leveraging pro athletes and other notables for a decade against the issues around mental health and substance use disorder. With the help of NFL alumni, Sean Jordan has been able to save lives and take a stand against these issues. Soon coming to Woodward Sports, that is right here the sports marketing agency podcast which i will be a part of this is the f word series on fentanyl and the harms that it is doing to the community especially here in the state of michigan if you're struggling with substance abuse or mental health they are here to help go to sports ma the sports ma.com uh, great, great sma baby yeah great 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 podcast that'll be yeah. coming here to the woodward sports network i mean it's just good conversation. Like people need to be educated and people need to know what's going on, how to stay away, how to help other people. Yep. Everybody knows somebody has somebody that, that is struggling with something as it relates or to Or is somebody. Oh exactly. No. Like with substance abuse or mental health issues. So it's just normalcy. That's what yep. the SMA is doing. It's about destigmatizing mental health as well as substance abuse. Yeah, conversation. Always good things. Always yeah. good to put those things out there. This is uh the bottom line on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Stick filling in for Ryan Ermani today. Braylon Edwards is is here and last night at LCA Woo. it was the battle for rookie of the year Evan Mobley versus Cade Cunningham and Cade Cunningham came out in the fourth quarter and absolutely took over the game wound up with his second career triple double putting up 14 10 and 10 and ironically I was up late last night I couldn't fall asleep for some reason I no wasn't figure. able to watch the piston game live but it was on replay so about 1 30 in the morning I got to rewatch the fourth quarter and this step back by Cade was just cold Bink. blooded and and he Bink hit bong. two of those uh down the stretch in the fourth quarter but look at the fans at LCA man they were having 17. a good time last night Cade Cunningham is evolving into the superstar we all thought oh, he was oh, he's putting oh, up oh, Jordan oh. stat lines he's crossing people over I'm excited about the future of the Pistons especially with this young man at the helm what do you think of the Cavs who? Oh, that's what I was. Cavaliers, <laughs> not bad. That's not a bad matchup going no. forward. Mobley and Cade are yeah. going to be a good like draft class comparison for a long time. And I love Cade had a great quote about. It. He said Mobley's good at what he does. I can't do that. I'm good at what I do. He can't do this. But it's a good matchup. Yeah, and Cleveland Cavaliers are actually really good right now. They're yeah. a playoff team this year, so that actually was a good win yep. for Cade and the Pistons yesterday. Yeah, they're thirty and twenty. Exactly. Wow. They, they, and they no, get the All Star game. They're. I know, right? Crowd. Anyway. Um, 
K, I think K wasn't a sexy pick. And I think like watching K, like from the time we drafted him to the time he got here to the injuries to now, I think he's not a sexy pick. So I think when you watch him early on, it's like he doesn't wow you early on. So like when people look at a number one pick, you want to be wild. You want to see LeBron James, Derrick Rose, like yo, you know, that's that's what you want. That's what you, LeBron James. It's like that's what you, <laughs> you want. The flash. You want that's the, what Jalen Green was. Exactly. Jalen Green was the 100%. flash. You want the flash, the pizzazz, the pow, the wow. But what you're getting out of Kay Cunningham is a guy that is mature for his age at this position. He's a leader. You've seen that since uh, when Vegas, the Vegas, uh, the preseason, yep. when they were doing like the uh, the preseason games, just a leader talking to his guys he plays defense which is which is great he's not going to be a guy that's ever going to score 32 a game he's not going to average 32 for a season but he will average 22 he will average nine and he will average eight that would be something don't get me wrong he'll probably get to a point where he may have 26 27 but the guy scores he plays on both ends he yep. works with his leader so as the season's gone on you're like you know what I like this guy. I see him for the future, and I can trust in this guy. I think that's what you want to see from a first pick is trust. Yeah, he's just calm. He's yeah. composed. He's under control at all times. You rarely see him like just doing something extra. Yeah. He, he just plays within himself. And last night's game, to your point, you know, he had a steal, a big steal late in that game, too, that helped them get the lead because they were down by quite a bit, yeah. and they had to come back. Like I think they went on like a 21 to nothing run in the fourth or something like that to get the lead. But, yeah, Cade Cunningham, I can't speak highly enough about him. This year's Pistons team has been very frustrating for me to watch. I had more fun watching last year's team, um, but I'm having more fun watching Cade as an individual yeah. and watching him grow. So the future for the Pistons looks definitely bright. I think what also, like, Maz, you can speak to this is, you know, as and like I said, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan, I am, but I am a fan of the city. Right. I want the city to do well, and for the city to do well, you got to win. You want to be able to trust your your star players for your franchise, and I think he's a person that will ingratiate himself to the community. Oh, I think he'll so. be a guy that will be great for years moving forward, kind of like a Joe Dumars. Right. Like, I think he'll be better than Joe Dumars, but in terms of Joe Dumars, great player on the court, great in the community, yeah, that type of guy. That's what I see from Kay Cunningham. I don't think he might ever leave if they get a couple other guys. Well, look around. at each one of our four professional teams right now. Look at the young guys we have to build around. All rookies. You know, Lucas like for Raymond. The yeah, for the Tigers, you got Green, and you got Mo Torkelson, Sider. you got Sider, yep. you got Raymond, you know, Panay Sewell, Amon Ross, St. Brown, both yep. rookies this year. And we got Cade. It's like the young guns here in Detroit are really exciting. Yeah, and moving forward, look what the Red Wings are a playoff team. Like They are right there. They're right on the cusp. You saw how the Tigers ended the season. You see they had a Javi Baez. They see they had a Tucker Barnhart. So you're excited about that. There is a lot of optimism. And obviously, Panay Sue, Dan Campbell. Yep. There's a lot of optimism around Detroit sports right now, and rightfully so. By the way, basketball fans, I'm telling you, in another month, HBO is going to have that series on the Lakers. Oh, the, magic? the Showtime yeah. Lakers. And you might want to save some money and get HBO Max come March 4th because it looks phenomenal. You think they're going to talk about the Phantom Foul? Uh, I think they're going to talk about a lot of things that we want to know yeah. about. I, John I'm, C. <laughs> Riley is in I, this thing. Oh, nice. I know what I want to find out about. But also, they got <laughs> three good things that are nostalgic pieces that HBO is doing this coming this coming year. They got the Magic Johnson piece. Oh, yeah. They got the House Party remake, House Party movie. Shout out to all my 90s babies. The yeah. House Party remake. And they also have the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air remake. So HBO, they own a nostalgic 
nostalgic run. I love this it. Yeah, because they're out of new ideas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and they realize anybody that spends money now is about 35, 40 years old. So let's let's yeah. play to that crowd. And they're watching Ozark. Yeah, they're smart. Oh, man. Smart, man. Do yeah. it. I mean, honestly, uh, Cobra Kai is probably the best remake I've ever seen That's of any, anything ever. Man, everybody so, talks about Cobra oh, Kai. It's it amazing. My, it's at phenomenal. The, at the Rumble party at my house on, uh, on Saturday, we were talking about Cobra Kai. I was like, y'all watch that show? They made amazing. me watch a couple episodes. It's not bad. No, you, you got to be bad. hooked, man. They did, they did such a great job. All right, when we Johnny. come back, we got Maz's videos of the day right here on the Woodward Sports Network. Knock us right off the air. <laughs> my name is Stick. <laughs> Filling in for Ryan Armani. That is Braylon Edwards. And this is Woodward Sports Network, the bottom line. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Braylon catches TDs. On the slant, there goes Braylon Edwards. Edwards on a foot race, and no one's going to get near him. 80 yards for the touchdown. Ryan catches Pokemon. We all have our strengths. The bottom line on Woodward Sports. Hey, gang, it's Mads for the Folding Warehouse in Hamtramck, Michigan, run by Chris and Noni. Huh? What is folding? It's throwing football. At a bowling pins. Yes, it's fun. Bring your corporate event there, your team building event, any way you want to do it. couple ways to play. Two ways to play, actually. $10 unlimited open play. You can go when they open, and you can get out when they close. Or you can have a private lane reservation as well if you'd prefer. They got over 100 beers, that $2 mystery beer machine, multiple open full bars. Not open, you got to pay for them. Of course, you can bring your own food in <laughs> or have it delivered. Otherwise, we'd all be there right now, right? Happy open the bar, food. dude! Open bar at the Foley Warehouse, dude! <laughs> oh, Tell them Mass sent you. <laughs> Put it on stand. <laughs> at the FoleyWarehouse.com. Welcome back to the bottom line on the Woodward Sports Network. It's that time of the show where we get to Maz's videos of the day. What you got for us today, man? What you got, hey, Maz? Yesterday, Braylon was tweeting back and forth, and he's like, Isaiah Thomas is the greatest point guard who ever lived. And I know, he's our Detroit guy. He's our guy. He's our piston. And I'm like, hey, this guy called 26 years ago. It's the magic show. He was back oh, on the court. Go. Here you go. Here you go. Out to Magic Johnson. The Magic gets the feeler for a three. Got it. There's his first assist. Byron Scott knocking down that three. No, that's Pillar. Anthony Pillar. Oh, wow. I forgot about Pillar. Oh. There's Magic. As Magic picked up some weight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even in good shape. Oh, look at that fake. But honestly, yeah, what is Freewell doing? Who's he going to pass it to? Out of bounds? The cameraman. <laughs> right? He was looking for P.J. Carlissimo. Right. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about Magic. I mean, he started in all five positions in his playing career in the NBA. When they put him at center in the NBA Finals, what do you do? Have a triple-double? And won Finals MVP? Yeah. Won a game on hook shot. Out of Michigan State, that. right, Alex? Michigan State. Look at that baby hook. He's also part of the most watched college uh, championship of all time. Magic and Bird. Indiana State. 1979. This is Michigan State. Oh, man. So Magic wanted to just remind you that uh, he is the man. 
I tell you like this, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is two plays away from having four championships. Is all I'm saying. Uh, it's all I'm saying. All right, all that, that phantom foul, man. That's all I'm saying. It, you know, you know what bothers me the most about that phantom foul? You talk about that 27 points on that broken ankle. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing in some a stuff loss out too, man. No, uh, they won. No, that was game six. They no, lost. No, 27, they won that game, and then he couldn't play game seven because okay. of his ankle. They lost game seven. Oh, man. But, yeah, David Stern. Adrenaline only. Yeah, David exactly. Stern had a picture of the phantom foul up in his office in the NBA. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yes. Wow. They hated us. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the whole. I mean, they, they still do. Like, that's why they changed the rules after the old four Pistons that's one. What but rightfully so, though. They should have hated us, and I don't mind they did. We were the basketball version of the Raiders. Like, you know what you're going to get. You NFL know what you're going to get when you come up. We're going to beat you up. We're not going to apologize for it. We're going to take all the fires that you give us. Detroit versus everybody was born. With the bad boy Pistons. Isaiah Thomas literally said that in the bad boys for 30 for 30. He said they thought we were the Raiders. So we're like, we're going to be the Raiders. And yep. then the Raiders sent them all like gear That's and what, stuff oh, like the, that. The cartoon shirts. Yeah. Those cartoons. Oh, yep. Those were great. Uh, did you ever have one with the big heads and the little I did. bodies? The, yeah. I had the black one. Or the, uh, hammer time, the, back, the, back. the hammer time black shirt. Ooh, oh, man. Those were was, such fun days. That was dope, man. They got that bad boy gear out. You ever see that, all that bad boy gear? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Man, it's not awesome. Bad. Zeke was cold, man. Zeke, I know. Zeke was just so fun to watch. One's Detroit. Two, we're winning championships. And three, the skill that he had, those bad, like the point guards today got all that from Zeke. Right. That's how Zeke played in the 80s. Like the Kyrie, the dribbling, the handling, getting to the rim, little man getting there, shaking it up. Like Zeke was doing that. Kind of like Earl to Pearl Monroe. Sometimes oh, Zeke yeah. looked like it was the Harlem Globetrotters out there. I remember one play where he's sliding on the ground while still oh, dribbling. Yeah. And keeping a, that his was dribble. at the Silverdome. Yeah. That's when they were still playing at the Silverdome. Yeah, what a weird scene to have a basketball game at the Silverdome. With the that curtain. Curtain. <laughs> yeah. the curtain. Just and no the vibe. Leaking. No I vibe. The, I think the other thing that Detroit fans loved about Zeke, super soft-spoken, but you know he would beat you up. Like, when he beat up Lambert, you like, how did this little dude yep. beat up this Punched him right dude? in the face. You knew he was about that business, and that's why we love Zeke. Hey, let's take you back to 2017. It is uh, Villanova against Virginia. It was uh, a fun game. Uh, Dave DiVincenzo with the tip in to win this one, but I'm only playing it because Gus Johnson's on the call. DiVincenzo. Hart on the wing, four to shoot. Hart to the bucket. DiVincenzo Man. The big ragu. The big ragu. <laughs> the big ragu. That's it. Josh, you can bring it down. It's a DiVincenzo. The big ragu. Josh Hart. Hey man, don't put De- Devin. Uh, don't put Devin Chenzo up there again. You remember what he did to Michigan in the Oof. national championship oh, yeah. game? If that Joker could shoot free throws, he would have fifty points. Yep. He, he had, what, he had 39, and he missed, like, 12 free throws. He single handled us. He's in the league MVP. now, too. He, he plays with the Bucks. Yeah, plays He's a little on, bit. He not was a ton. injured last year. Yeah. He could shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Devin Chenzo. Hey, I leave you show. with uh, Joey Molinaro. He's a great comedian. I played him on Friday. I forgot. Who did, who did I have him imitating on Friday? Uh, oh, um, uh, shoot. Stephen A. Smith. No, it wasn't Stephen A. Smith. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Right. Today, yeah. he is imitating Nick Saban. Check this out. This should be good. You want me to do what now? A gritty? What the hell's a gritty? If you're a gritty player, I'd love to have you come play for me. Look, I don't dance unless it's with Miss Terry. I, 
And I haven't done that since our wedding day, and that was over 50 years ago, and quite frankly, she was lucky I did it then, and I haven't done it since. I, I don't run a nightclub, I run a football program. I, a football program that just lost in the national championship, and now everybody wants me out here doing the gritty. I mean, unless you're the second coming of Lawrence Taylor, or Deion Sanders and the Affleck commercials, which I didn't even dance in those, it's not going to happen, all right? That is it, man. Joey Molinaro, he is a great follow, and obviously does great work. You know what I forgot to put in today? Was Family Guy was added uh, again. Family. Did, did you see him again this weekend? No. B. Kelly. Brian you, Kelly was added again with these videos. They're just wacky. Is it crazy? Freaking videos. It's so cringeworthy, well, man. Well, got to do the recruiting. He is something, man. Was he doing it with his family? He, he family. was doing it with, doing it with different players again. <laughs> Yeah, he's <laughs> all jokes aside, he's still going to win that championship within two years. Hey, YT Sparty wanted me to play uh, the Michigan-Michigan State highlights, so I'll leave that Ooh. up to Alex uh, from this past weekend. No, they, you deserve to play that. They won by 16. It was a good game at Michigan State. Eight of, what, eight of 12, three-point, 56% field goal. They played well. Turned the ball over 13 times. Michigan matched them. The only thing Michigan did well, and I was pissed at, is they out-rebounded them on the offensive side. I thought for 16 offensive rebounds, they should to have more points and I, did, I was very very unhappy with that well we got all week to talk some more college basketball obviously more football throughout the week because we are leading up to super bowl sunday thank you guys for being a part of the show today everybody in the chat uh everybody that's watching listening on the radio downloading the app thank you very much yep, yep. my name is stick that is sam that is maz that is alex and of course this is braylon edwards we are the bottom line world sports network ryan we'll be back tomorrow we'll come see back you, buddy. ryan Bottom line. Get Let's well, get buddy. Here. See ya.